Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. Other podcasts are available at brumradio.com. Appearing on Geeky Brummy this week, Ryan Parrish, Philip Ellis, George Ellesmere, Guy Halford, David Whitney, and Keith Bloomfield. Hello, and welcome to the Geeky Brummy podcast. Hello. Is that all right for you this week, Phil? That, that is the least off-putting you've sounded in weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's closest to normal as we're going to get. How are we all this week? Yeah, Hi, Dave. Hello. Hi, Keith. Hello. Hello, Philip. Hi. Hi, George. Hello. Hi, Guy. Right. <laughs> yes. Usual level of enthusiasm there yes. from Guy. Yes. One thing you need to mention before we even start. What is going on with the weather this week? We've gone from summer to autumn to winter, back it's around to summer, and now we're back in spring. I've heard of this crazy new theory called climate change. <laughs> 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 Don't worry. I've checked with the Americans. It's just a myth. But, um, yeah, we've had, like, Arctic rain. We've had, uh, you know, I, I was almost breaking out the shorts. Not purple rain yet. <laughs> I mean, you had to go there, didn't you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I never wanted... No, no, no. no. Uh, but, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's been absolutely... Um, it's been absolutely mad. But you know what? We are Brits and we love to talk about the weather. So, it, I guess, in that way, it's, it's a gift. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just like, you know, it's like such an average conversation. So, like, uh, like someone's in a shop, I'm like, oh, funny weather happening. It's like, just don't talk to me. Just if you've got nothing to say, just don't talk. Don't bring up the weather. It's not yeah. interesting. It's just, it's chit chat. It's sodding chit chat. I mean, I suppose, would you rather just stand, you you would rather just stand there in awkward I, silence? I would you? like an awkward silence. And you'd yeah. stand there in awkward silence, staring at someone. Oh, yeah, definitely. Make yeah. them feel well, uncomfortable. Let's let's be honest. If 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 it were to invent. Two Olympic sports that the, that the UK would clean up every single Olympics. It would be the morning bus queue and <laughs> complaining well, about Keith the weather. Keith would be a gold medalist there. <laughs> Has anybody not noticed, though, that when you have these weather conversations, you have them with the sort of people you never see outside, like shopkeepers. And it's the sort of chat I have with a security guard at my office. Yeah, I call it the lift conversation. Yeah. It's like when you're stuck in the lift with somebody that you recognise from the same building, but you've never actually spoken and to. And you don't want to risk getting their name wrong, so you yes. keep the topic light. Let's yes. get it. Let's push this conversation further. Next time someone's like, so it's like, oh, how's the weather today? Yeah, what's the weather like today? Oh, yeah, it's all right. How's your sex life been? You know, <laughs> got lucky recently. Let's talk about that. I think you should also go in and like segue into becoming a serial killer. So when they're talking about the weather, you go, yeah, it's really difficult. You know, it's really hard to get the blood off the walls when it's a bit too humid. It's like it's really bad. So you know, I have to move my serial killing to another day. Burying bodies in the woods when it's just yeah. you know a quagmire. You know, you can't dig properly. It's a real hassle. I love the fog because it just covers up so many issues. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody seems to have this odd conversation. It's of the I recognise your face. I don't know your name. It's the hello you conversation. Oh, it's, oh this I had that is this it, week. Is, actually. It, is it Michael? You know, uh, my <laughs> I um, I met, and I so I, I was I went to an event today. Uh, not today, this week, and um, and the, basically the person on the door, like doing all the marketing and and you know with the, with the clipboard letting people in. Um, I, I knew her. I knew that we had met before, and I knew. Was it she Monica probably, Lewinsky? She, it, it was not. <laughs> no, no, not this, not this time. Um, and I, I, I knew that she would not remember my name because the last time we'd met, it was at a big party, and we'd everyone had had you know a couple of drinks. And I just, I thought, you know what? I bet she doesn't remember me, but I'm really good with names. So I made her feel 
awful. And I went up and I was like, hi, said her name. I'm not going to say it on air, but I was like, hi, how are you? Oh, it's good to see you again. She was, and just, she had this deer in the headlights look of, oh God, who is he? And I was like, yeah. sabotage. Exactly. I was just like, you know what? Cruel, cruel, cruel man. Serves you right for having terrible manners. You know, you work in PR, you should be able to remember everyone's name. Or, you know, you should be like Miranda Priestley and have someone whispering it in your ear. So I think me and George probably and Phil probably experienced this quite a lot with the blogging world. It's like you'll see bloggers fade in and out and you'll all see each other at events. And unless you've seen them like two or three times, you'll see them once and you'll have a nice conversation. And then you're like, I cannot remember your name ever I, again. I find I know people's blog names and not their real names. I had this, I tried to introduce my friends to another blogger and got halfway through the sentence and then realised I didn't know her actual name. <laughs> I just had to sort of desperately scramble. It was very awkward. I'm, yeah. I'm very sorry to oh, that particular blogger. I have a hack for this. And you, you, you yes. it, and it involves having that third party there. And if you can't remember yeah. somebody's name, you go, "Oh, this is my friend such and such. Um, have, you, have you two met?" And then you let them introduce themselves, and then it's like, oh, "Of course, that's your name, yeah." Yes. And then you kind of make a real mental note of it, yeah. and because you, you can only get away with doing that once. Yeah. To be, to be fair, I'm probably going to have this when I go uh, down to meet George's family because <laughs> oh, we'll make them all wet. Mum and dad are like, "Sorry, who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the, the, there's a lot of cousins. There's a, there's, a tr- yeah. there's a there's a fairly large tribe down there. Yeah, well, just fine. We'll make them all better. I'm, ta- I'm taking name tags. Keith, do you know anybody's name on the bus except for the driver? No, I, there's members of my own family that I forget who they are. But I reckon <laughs> this not, is this is a, that's not a nice thing to say about Zeke. <laughs> at least you know, at least you know the, the surname. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, even that's a bit complicated in, at times. But I reckon it's time for an app developer out there to use GPS and Bluetooth and all the rest of it, so that people have their names on their devices. So as you approach them or get close, it pings up on your phone who they are. So you could discreetly just be scrolling. Oh yeah, hi, hi, uh, Bob. I'd like the <laughs> or whatever it is. I'd like the alternative way? version of that, where it's all the people you know you can see on the map, and if you're not actually particularly wanting to speak to that person, you, so you can just. There was an by. app. There was an app for that. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was called Swerve. Well, do, and it was it was so you you know oh some if you know somebody nearby oh they're at a coffee shop I'm gonna go say hi or oh god my ex is around the corner I have to leg it. <laughs> you know you, well, you could that just, sounds very Silicon Valley that you could just yeah. practice my technique of just scow, have a permanent scowl on your face and just people don't want to talk to you then it's, it's nothing to do my... with your face guy people just don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was I got, going back to the idea about the app wasn't that something that they touted as part of the was it the Google Glass. Like the the promo video, it was like it's going to automatically identify people. And yeah, I mean, there's the huge Facebook privacy concerns there. It's oh yeah, every app that sounds like a good idea, it's like oh this would be brilliant if everybody bought into it, but nobody would because yeah. it's really creepy when you think about it for more than two seconds. But isn't privacy like climate change? It doesn't really exist. <laughs> it's not a thing. It doesn't really exist. It's fine. The NSA are listening you to every conversation you have. Some of you technical difficulties there in the studio. Yes. Just uh, fiddle, fiddling with some knobs down behind the desk here. <laughs> yes. hey, what you do in your private there. life, guy, that's up to you. <laughs> that explains why you wear quite loose trousers. Yeah, these quite trousers are not loose, man. These are cramping down there. Right. Snap, crackle, and pop, which are very well known radio industry terms when you got a bit of audio feedback. How did that get involved with cereal? <laughs> that's a term I'd use for something else, to be honest with you, Ryan, but let's carry on. But how did that get involved in cereal in the first place? Well, because that's the noise that yeah, you, it makes when you pour the milk on the no, rice krispies, it it and it just, it just sort of goes crackly. It, it, I would it, say crackle, not snap or pop. Yes, but I will give them crackle. So out out the three of them, you out the three of them, he'd be the one who like broke away and did his own solo version. Yeah, yes, yeah, he's the Gary. Yeah. He's the Gary Barlow of, of cereals. <laughs> I'd say more Robbie Barlow Williams than Gary Barlow. <laughs> Gary Barlow is the Gary Barlow of cereals. The man's a cornflake. Snog, marry, avoid. Snap, crackle, and pop. Oh, 
I can't remember what. Yeah, I can't even remember. What, Avoid all three. Go with Tony the Tiger. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, I wholeheartedly agree. He he he'd look after you. Well, what, about, right. what about sugar puff monster? You know, like be nice, warm. You know, if I'm he not, comes across, I, I mean, I, I, well, you know, he we, comes we, we across a bit seventies. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, the Honey Monster comes a bit seventies TV show entertainer yeah. a little bit too. Much. <laughs> 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 Operating new tree. Yes. Saying that, there was somebody cosplaying that at MCM Birmingham. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, if we're talking about serial mascots, Lucky Charms, yeah, the, the little leprechaun. I do love an Irish accent. To be fair, yes. How about the Honey Nut Bee? He's getting no love. Who? He's a bee. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he's getting some kind of love. Yes. I hope so because they are dying out. The honeybees. What, what's there ever a Kellogg's mascot? I'm sure there was a rooster at some yeah, point. Yeah, if I remember uh, back uh, in my childhood. Yeah. 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 The red rooster, the, the big K. I don't know. There used to be yeah, an actual that, character. You think it's a special K there? <laughs> yeah, it was that sort of. Yeah, it was that. that it it evolved like a into green the, and red yeah. and white rooster, which just yeah, seems which to like, evolved into the K. Yeah. I was okay, just making good. sure I, I didn't live I in an alternative reality. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't living in an alternate reality where I was the only one with these cereal <laughs> not, boxes. Not this week, anyway. It's like the Berenstein Bears, if anybody's seen that game around on social media. The what? What? So, There's this big thing in America where it's this uh, popular 60s, 70s series of books that they turn into a TV show, uh, animated kids TV show called the Berenstein Bears. But every single person remembers it as the Berenstein Bears. Oh, yeah. So everybody's like, well, that's spelt wrong. And it's, like, and it's like, no, it's never been oh. changed. And now there's this whole conspiracy. It's like, like it's a massive. Sherlock? Yeah, it's like this Sherlock. whole conspiracy. Like there's this massive whitewashing conspiracy where they change the name and everybody's updated the articles and all the pictures yeah. on the internet like replace the oh, letter. So I feel like um, if this is what you're going to be breaking out your tinfoil hat about, yeah. you need to get out more. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying that, wasn't it? Aren't the Bernstein Bears like proper, famous old yeah. teddy bear? I think it was more of a series of books and then it spiraled into a TV series. Um, I think the You're thinking about Stife Bears. That's the ones, yeah. Never mind. The ones we, with we the need, button we in there. We need the to get onto Reddit and, and figure yeah. this out. Yeah, Stife Bears were the first punk bears. They came with an ear piercing. <gasps> Scandalo. <laughs> Guy, what have you been up to this week? Frasier. Just oh, watching Frasier. So, I've... I'm trying to curb buying vinyl this month because I spend a lot on it. That explains what that explains the scratching and the the, the pale colour. So, so far, I've, I've been into the process ten hours. I How many purchases have you made? <laughs> Three. Um, so it's not going well. But I thought, you know, to try and curb my listening habits, I'm not listening on Spotify. Oh, I've got to listen to this and this, this, and then want to instantly buy. I thought I'd listen to some podcasts this week. So I discovered, I was listening to a Kevin Smith podcast because we know his films are like rubbish now mm -hmm. and all he does is podcast. Well, I discovered he made a podcast with some other guy and it's just about Frasier. It's literally them talking about Frasier for an hour and a half and I'm captivated by this podcast. To be podcast. fair, it's Frasier. It was an awesome show. I'm literally captivated. Oh, made is it the I best spin-off? I have to say, I, I, I think it was actually one Saturday morning, probably why I was late for into the studio one Saturday morning to record this podcast. Um, I was watching a rerun of Frasier and it was, and I know it was the early slash mid-90s, but oh my God, it would get so many complaints these days. Mm. It was just the most homophobic half an hour I have ever experienced. And I went to an all-boys grammar school. I, I love it. I, I genuinely... 
Like, I've forgotten how good it was, so I've gone and bought the box set now, and I'm going to sit and watch all 11 seasons of Frasier. I'm going to binge man. watch it. You know, it's just, I love the way he acts as well. He's so pumped. Oh, God damn it, Niles. Like, no one talks like that. Yeah. I did quite like Daffy Daphne. Right, if we were all Frasier characters, who would we be? Well, we, we know Guy's bulldog. No. Oh, no, I'm Frasier because I'm arrogant and pulling myself. He wishes he was Ross, but no. No, you, you're, you're bulldog. <laughs> to be fair, I'll probably be Martin, the dad. <laughs> oh God, yes, absolutely. Do you have a chair at home? <laughs> I have a spot on the on the sofa. <clears throat> Is it like sunken into your shape now? It's like mm, not far from, not far from it. Yeah. What was the Jack Russell called? Can I Eddie. Be Eddie. Eddie. Can I be Eddie? Yeah. I, th- I think also I'd, loved. I'd yeah, probably not naturally. be Niles, wouldn't I? Because I'm quite snobby. So that's Phil. We all know. No, <laughs> Phil, no Phil, Phil is his agent. He's crazy agent lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm struggling. I feel like I know who she is, but I, I'm trying to remember. Yes. BB. Oh, yes. Yes. We know Dave Massey would or be. Or would I be Lillian? Yeah. <laughs> Dave Mary would be Marius because we never see him. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about Who's you Keith? and Keith? Well, Keith and me would, of course, be Fraser and Niles. See, I was going to go for Daphne's brother instead. <laughs> <laughs> With a terrible Irish accent or Manchester accent. It was Manchester. Manchester, Manchester it was like a Manchester, Manchester accent. Like yeah. Why is oh, that's the, that's the that's the Oasis boys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, eight, eight. The thing is, like, I, I'm enjoying watching Frasier, but I can't be bothered with Cheers. So, so cheers, cheers, cheers has much better in the later seasons, I think. Later, yeah. later, 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 later seasons. <laughs> I think. See, I mean, I'm practicing for Frasier. The whole, um, you know, sort of let's try and replace the later seasons. With, uh, yeah. Kirstie Alley and, and, yeah. and, and it was, I, yeah. I, I think it yeah. sort of lives on dies on whether you find Ted Danson charming or not. <laughs> That's pretty much an impossible I think, task. I think it lives or dies on whether you think Woody Harrelson is the greatest bartender of all time. <laughs> Come on, Norm is the best character in that. Norm! <laughs> no, Cliff Clavin is no. the greatest character in Cheers. No, um, Cliff is I, Cliff I, is Norm's foil. Oh, what, what, Cliff, sorry. Cliff's only responsibility in that show is there for Norm to make a joke at the end of whatever he's saying. Lilith, come on. Ooh. No. Not for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, did I say Lillian? I meant Lilith. BB yes. Newworth, she's amazing. Yeah. Mm. Actually, if I was in Cheers, I'd be the Indian fella that was by the door. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we should do a sitcom. Like, yeah. we are a sitcom. That's true. Yes, we're pretty much like distilled sitcom in the studio. Right, question: favorite sitcom? Well, probably, I don't know. Um, Arrested Development. George. If we don't count the final season, probably How I Met Your Mother. Oh. We don't talk about the final season. Yeah, we don't talk about the final season. Arrested Development definitely out there. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I'm going to say... It's a good one, that is. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Community. Mm. Five seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. Well, no, they made five. <laughs> you, you terrible non, non-standing non patriotic... Father Ted, of course. Father Ted is amazing. Dave? Mm, I'm going to go a bit, a bit older. Um, I'd say either Porridge or Open All Hours. Ooh, more, more comedy than sitcom. Bit, but of, bit of a classic there. Yeah, I'll, 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 you can I'll, tell the TV is just about getting 1970s TV. Is um, it take that long I, for the I've, I've, I've said this for years. Like, you, know, you can keep community and all the rest of them. Give me classic British, you know, Faulty Towers, Four Porridge, Blackadder. Black Black Come on, Dave, say Last of the Summer Wine. The entire works <laughs> yeah, of Last of the Summer Wine, definitely. Graham Linehan is amazing. Classic British comedy. The modern stuff now, you cannot hold a candle to it. 
Yeah. My favourite series is really dated now, and I've tried to rewatch it, and it has really dated, but Coupling was an amazing <gasps> series when it was first on. Back when Stephen Moffat knew how to run a yes. show. Because it, and because it, it was kept short, and I Jane was, yeah. in Coupling. Yes. If if there ever were a sitcom character who were me, <laughs> yeah. it's Jane. This is like the world's most perfect bubble around <laughs> yes. you. It's like nothing can phase the bubble. Yeah, absolutely love that. Yes. And, and the cast and the writing and everything in it were just absolutely It was brilliant. an amazing show, that was. And I found out today on the bus as well, it's not strictly a sitcom, it's more like a comedy drama, but Detectorists is coming back for a third season at the end of the year. Is that the one with Mackenzie Crook? Mackenzie Crook and uh, Toby... To- um, the better Capote. The one, Toby Jones. Yeah, Jones. The one yeah. from Captain America. And Dad's Army. I said, yes. I said, we know that Toby Jones and he gets cast as a small, creepy man, usually. That's like genuinely like, we need a small, creepy man. Oh, do you know who's good? Toby Jones. He is genuinely so good at it, though. Stealing yeah. work from Warwick Davis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he's a, he is a brilliant character actor yeah. and in when yeah. they did the two Capote movies he was far superior to oh, Philip Seymour so Hoffman yeah. I'll, so I'll be honest one of my favourite roles of his recently even though the movie itself was abysmal his portrayal of Captain Mannering in Dad's Army movie was spot on it was just like um, how is it Ar- Arthur Ar- no. yeah Arthur Law yeah it was like, like him resurrected yeah talking of things on buses Keith it is time for us to return. First life. I bought a car. Yes. I can't drive it. Was <laughs> 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 it like Parked a remote, remote control? Oh, you just riding it down the yeah. bus. Parked in the middle of the road. road. Yeah. I was wondering where mine went. Mr. Ellis, we're going to hand over. Are you going to make Philip read it? Or yes. Like, oh, look, this is the best yes. bit about it. <laughs> I, I, I should write better because it yes. seems a bit of a shame to, to, to make Phil read the terrible <laughs> kind of nonsense that I write down. I'm just trying to get as much uh, voiceover hours as possible for my equity card. Yes. <laughs> we should make a tall tales of this afterwards. <laughs> Are you ready? Both on the buses. Okay, so. It's time for bus no, life. I, oh, I can't remember. Chapter what four. Chapter four. George just like sat down bracing us out ready for the story. Are we all sitting comfortably? <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> Monday. Was a bit of a bit of pop there. Was <laughs> or was it snap? <laughs> Monday a.m. Wow, my bus driver got really mad with me this morning when I <laughs> stood in the doorway of the bus, not moving because I was running five minutes early. Didn't help when I pointed out he'd done exactly the same at two stops earlier in our journey. P.M. Quite amused, quite amused at rush hour, watching many buses pass by with the words. Fast and frequent in huge letters on the side. <laughs> yeah, the this word, new not spin-off for the movie series. Fast and frequent is my uh, Tinder name. Yeah, that's, um, that's for the new Fast and Furious. Refrancheurs has been replaced with Fast and Frequent. <laughs> Quite amused at rush hour, watching how many buses pass by with the words fast and frequent in huge letters on the side, yet the words not in service blazing brightly from the front. Tuesday AM. Managed to read all of War and Peace while waiting for a bus. <laughs> Again for the third time this week, <laughs> and it's only Tuesday. Tuesday PM, my bus driver this evening really knows how to fly casual. He could teach Chewbacca a thing or two. Flying casual, what a great LP name that would be. Isn't flying casual, oh, you know, when great you flies around done. That's flying low. Uh, yeah, flying casual would be a great- Just while I was over, you know, yeah. mine had done it. Yeah. So is that guy who's been wandering around the office a few times with his flies undone, just going, yeah, oh, I'm just flying I, casual, guys. I, yeah. did, I, on the, I got on the bus the other day and my flies were undone, which was embarrassing. <laughs> and some guy just couldn't stop staring at it. It's kind of like, Jesus Christ. It's kind of like, do you want me to just whip it out so you get to have a good look at it? It was kind of like, you know. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I think flying casual would be a great drag name as well, though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, 
Back to bus life. <laughs> Children. Wednesday AM. Every bus stop. Every bus stop is an actual real life working TARDIS. Outside of one, the bus arrival time counts down at normal speed, but once you're at a bus stop, time freezes and that arrival never gets any closer. Whoever the next doctor is, they should replace the police box TARDIS with a TARDIS with a West Midlands Transit bus. <laughs> I should probably should have read this beforehand, shouldn't I? <laughs> Every week. <laughs> Wednesday PM. It took Tim Peake less time to get to the International Space Station than it does for me to get the bus home. I love rockets. Whatever happened to the personal ones <laughs> we were promised in the episodes of the Jetsons? That was a nice little sort of non-secretary. I love rockets. Anyway, back to bus life. I was thinking the lollies. <laughs> <laughs> Keys on the bus were just sucking one. Thursday AM. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't mean to have that, that much time. Do, do you mind We apologise for Guy Halford. Were you the guy staring at my flies all. open? <laughs> we always apologise for Guy Halford. Do you mind? No. Nope. I'm trying to do important work here. <laughs> Thursday, AM. Another day and another bus is late and fails to even complete its journey. Le sigh. <laughs> another bus has arrived, so I asked the driver if the bus was going all the way into town. Behind his silver shades, he nodded. My bus is being driven by the Terminator. <laughs> PM. Statistically, there must be at least three people on this bus who now really, really need the toilet. Coincidentally, there is a bottle of Iron Brew rolling around the top deck of the bus. <laughs> That's the worst. I assume it's Iron Brew, but it's in a Coke bottle. <laughs> Sorry, if, you're, if it's that colour, I'd, I'd be going See for a doctor. Do yeah, like... That is the worst. We are, we are not equipped on Geeky Brummer Podcast to diagnose illnesses, but all we would say is see your GP ASAP. Why does that happen on a bus? So you are something, but like a bottle or a can rolls past. No one does anything, but they just you just watch it. It's kind of like that sound is irritating, but you just watch this can or bottle roll back and forth. But if on the top deck, everybody's waiting for the moment it gets to the stairs and goes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it tees itself ding, by ding, ding, roll. Ding, <laughs> smash, ding, 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 ding. And also, ah. if it's a can as well, like a little bit trickles out as well. And you're like, you just have to lift your foot up slightly so you don't get a wet shoe from the, uh, the little trickle of the... Uh, Most annoying thing is when people leave, like, a fast food wrappers on the oh, sea. Oh, like they'll eat their fast food. Like you have to then... touch it to lift it off. Yeah. <laughs> Phil just evacuated the room to uh, throw up. Oh, oh, dry, oh. Dried chewing gum on the sea. Like someone chose to stick their gum on the sea as you left. I mean, I'm not, I'm not for genocide, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the danger of torrential rain as well on buses when they have damp seats. It's like, no. is it a rain seat dampness? This or? is why. <laughs> this is why I drive a car and live in the city centre so I can walk everywhere and not be in an enclosed space with these pig people. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like okay. the mole people from Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the mutants who live in the sewers. There's a guy who's on my bus every morning. I've clocked it. He's the man who smells. Like, he's got a dirty old cap, and it's Are you sure it's stings. not you and your coat? No, it's definitely not me and my coat. It's this man, and it's dirty the, old cap. Has the coat been put in hibernation now? Yeah. I really did want to see you running your half marathon in the coat, by the way. <laughs> I think you probably collapse after, like, half a mile. He's going to do that anyway. Let's do it in style. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just convinced this man's hair stinks, or his cap stinks. Like, if he's walking around the factory all day, just rubbing his head on the floor, picking up any dirt he can. It just, oh... God, it's like a literally like, look, I'll buy you a new cap. I'll take you to JJB Sports. We'll buy a new cap. Smelly head. Okay, and um, now back to bus life. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Friday AM. Miss Marple, Jessica Fletcher, Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, Philip Marlowe, Poirot, Magnum PI, Kojak, Columbo, and Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, all stumped by the case of the missing bus this morning. 
This case is costing me a fortune in private eye fees. Friday PM. Pointy bus, oh pointy bus, oh pointy pointy, do in my head, a ninety ninety. My sincere apologies to Steve Martin. I, okay, I don't get that reference. <laughs> I don't think even Keith gets that reference. I think he's. I think you were. I think you were delirious by this point of writing bus life. It's. He it does a thing the where he goes. End. Oh, pointy pointy. Whatever. It's, I can't remember what film it is. Is it from the Jerk or something? I can't remember. It's one. It's Steve Martin. It sounded funny at the time. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Keith. It was Friday on the bus. I'm annoyed. Why? I'm still at the bus stop this morning. Boss baby is staring at me. Oh, there is, there is. And all the buses. Oh. I walked out of my front door this morning and there was a bus with the boss baby on the side of it. I mean, you know, like when I went to Nottingham a few weeks ago and I was at the cinema and I sent you guys that giant boss baby that you could see for like a mile away. You could see him from like Lincoln, like literally. <laughs> what, why are they promoting this piece of? Because they know it's awful. So they, have to, they have to promote it. I read a, I actually committed like 10 whole minutes of my life to reading a really in-depth analysis review of this film and they gave it far more thought than it really deserved. Oh yeah, I read that review that you posted. My god, that was just somebody doing an essay for their dissertation, wasn't it? They were like, "Okay, we need to fill 2000 words. So I'm going to go into the history of Dreamworks and do a profile of the founder." Yes, let's talk about how amazing Shrek is in the middle of a review for another film. <laughs> yeah. But you do realize some schools are now entering their Easter holidays. So there's parents out there going, crap, there's somebody not taking care of our kids during the week. What am I going to do with them? That's just cruel and unusual punishment to send <coughs> a child to watch Boss Baby. Yeah, it, all these a, kids should go and see Free Fire. That's, I, if, you know, if your kid's under, <laughs> under 12, Free Fire's the one for you. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, come on, Keith. That's a 12A, isn't it? Yeah. Really? It's a bit dark for Power Rangers. I don't know. Actually, to be Is fair, it because right? Brian Clanston's there's a there's a I think there's a little there's a little cinema just around the corner from the electric the kids could go to so it's quite small. <laughs> Is that the one with taboo written on it? Oh, not, no. not that one. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it says Alt World. Uh, I think there's a couple of letters missing, but it goes, goes A blank blank L T. So I think yeah. it's uh, yeah. that looks all right. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have inflatable toys there available. So what was the there seemed to be a lot of balloons bouncing around outside. <laughs> what was the verdict of Boss Baby from the review? They gave it a C. Okay, um, so not I'd, terrible. I mean I'd shake that baby and send it down the canal. <laughs> Put it in a bag. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. <laughs> I mean like I'm I'm just I'm annoyed of seeing its face. It's smug face. Right. They did pick the perfect voice act for it in Alec Baldwin, but yeah. that still I mean, will not even, make there are some, some things that there are some things that even Alec Baldwin can't fix. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought I would hear myself say this, but it's true. Yeah, yeah. Donald Trump as boss baby. Donald Trump is the real, that, that, real life. He is, he is a boss baby. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's my he favorite. Has the correct size hands. Has anybody seen the tiny Trump meme that's going around at the minute? It's like all the pictures of Donald Trump, they've like shrink him down to yes. like child oh size. Oh my goodness, yes. It's hilarious, you need to find pictures of it online. When I um, when I was in Nottingham shopping, there was a giant baby costume in the fancy dress shop window in Montana. Are you sure that was a fancy dress shop? <laughs> and they, yeah. they'd, uh, they'd put, you know, there's like printed masks, you know the Stephen Mulhern mask I had? Mm -hmm. So they put one, a Donald Trump one on the giant baby costume, and it's kind of like, that's, <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> Weird news. Deep voice. <laughs> Do you want to launch us off then? You've got one for us. Yeah, this is this is ha this is happened to somebody I know. Um, my girlfriend's little sister Alice. Um, well, I, I did an interview with her about something that happened to her because she told me a story recently of an incident, and um, well, it's pretty gross. So let's listen. Okay, I'm here with Alice Sumner, 
and something happened to her on Friday. Alice, what happened? Okay, so it's normal Friday. I thought, uh, I'm going to the library today. I will, you know, student budget. I'll treat myself, get a meal deal, have a nice lunch, do some work in the library. Got to the library, well, bought a meal deal. Bought a chicken sandwich, you know, the triple one. Yep. Uh, so about 12 o'clock, got to the library. Felt a bit peckish. Yeah, thought I'd crack into it. Had the chicken and stuff in one first. Thought, really nice, you know, going to be a good day. <laughs> and uh, halfway through chicken salad, and I felt a little crunch in my mouth. And I thought, this isn't chicken salad. What's this crunch? <laughs> uh, so I went to the toilet. I had to run to the toilet, didn't have any tissues. And pushed one of the cubicles and there was a girl in it and she pushed me out because she didn't lock the door went into a free one and there was a snail in my sandwich <laughs> how did you feel upon seeing this i was a bit disgusted i'd eaten the snail it was in my mouth had a bit of shell in my teeth so it wasn't that nice really but what did you do with the shell that was in your teeth i after spitting the sandwich out I had to take a picture because I was going to complain about this. <laughs> I packed up my bags, saved my work, logged off the computer, live about five minutes from the library. So from the journey from the library to my house, I had I had to just close my mouth because I did have uh, shell in my teeth. And then I had to brush my teeth about five times. Did you feel upset by what happened? Just a bit disgusted, really. It was pretty vile. Lovely. Thanks for sharing that, that <laughs> lovely story with us. Thanks, Guy. First of all, I want to say, your interview technique is so gentle. You really put her at her ease. I felt she was traumatised yeah, by This is the warmest I've ever <laughs> felt it, yeah, from it's, you. It's, it's completely an opposite to the normal Guy helping. <laughs> I was going to say, it was like watching Bashir interview Diana. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. It, how... I know she's your mate, I'm sorry, but sorry, a meal deal is your, your day highlight, that's your treat. I understand it's a student budget, but come on. I mean, at that far, that is Find some more joy in life. Wagrar and Prosecco, is it? <laughs> we don't know what the drink is, we don't know what the crisps are. It could Let's be a face really it, nice any meal deal is generally a fairly crap sandwich and a bag of crisps. Paprika. Nah, I love a meal deal. I, I, yeah, I'm never going to turn I'm down I'm a pack not, of paprika crisps. I'm, I, I'm concerned now, when I eat a meal deal, about this. I mean, I'm... I'm never going to. I I know we're not allowed to name it, but I'm never going to that supermarket Ew. again. Yes. Yeah. Well, at least you know the salad's fresh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean. I, okay. 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 So, snails are perfectly edible yeah. when they are, you know, Cooking seared garlic. and and slathering garlic. Yeah. But the shell. I mean, I, I, I did dry heave when I heard that story. Yeah. I, oh. and to be fair, Ryan, you're saying the salad's fresh. Who said the snail wasn't was a, a relatively dead snail? Well, it, it would be after she took a massive bite of it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been there a while. Uh, oh, he is probably having the time of its life. It's like unlimited salad. This is off the hook. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on that, the salt content of the sandwich as well. Well, isn't the snail think... the salt content? <laughs> <laughs> I think Keith has been stripped dumb by protein. this. Yep. This is exactly why I make a packed lunch every day. A crab pay sandwich. 
No. Anything that's been reduced to paste <laughs> is not food. <laughs> not even soil and green. Most definitely, that is not food. <laughs> Soylent green is snails. It's snails. And it might be snail slime. I think that's what they use for the back of envelopes. To be honest, They're just like let a snail run down the line. I mean, you know, looking on the positive side, it wasn't a finger. Yeah. You know, it wasn't something that you know is totally unedible, like no, a I, piece of metal or something. So, the the thing know. that troubles me is though the shell in your teeth. I mean, that's the bit that. <laughs> <laughs> but there's plenty of people out there Phil after a quick the meal deal that aren't worried about the garlic and the coriander. Oh, the and way the I've seen meal deals, he wouldn't yeah, even realise. Somebody check my wrap over for me. <laughs> Say the way I see you scoff it out of your meal deal. You it goes down in one, you'd never sides. know. <laughs> was it actually listed on the ingredients, though? Was it just a mistaken thing? And it actually did say on the back, you know, kind of like, yeah. may, may, may contain nuts and snails. Yeah. <laughs> you say that Read the, the label, Alice. This may contain a foreign body. Yeah, so. Mm, Glad it wasn't me anyway, but um, yeah. I think she's getting over the trauma anyway. I imagine, Guy, that after having seen you eat, you probably wouldn't have noticed. You'd have just gone, yeah, well, whatever, next. I uh, know, I would recognise that as snail. Would you care, though? Does it depend on how hungry you are? I'd probably puke and then go buy another meal deal, yeah, just make myself bomb. <laughs> to be honest, sometimes I've been, in life, I've been so hungover, I would... I would. I we know how much you complain, you'd probably get the store for free by the end of the amount. <laughs> <laughs> Although, because we've been talking about it for a few seconds and my monkey brain's only just caught up with what's going on, was, was, it, was it just the shell that identified it as a snail? Or was there remnants of snail as well? Is it going to be like an ephit? I've seen, I've seen a picture, which is gross. There is the body of the snail uh, oh, okay. in there oh. and the shell. I think she took the largest bite out of the shell, which okay. largely was consumed. I mean, you'd know, though. If you were in a chicken sandwich, you, you crunched on chicken sandwich, you'd know it wasn't How alive. big was this snail? Because wouldn't you have had a bulge in your sandwich? Because it's not like an know. African giant snail. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like the sandwich bulging. Oh, you, you, you're squishing it down before you eat it. It's was like it a oh, baby yeah, yeah. snail. It was a baby I snail. I think it's definitely a baby snail, yeah. Well, that makes the story even sadder. <laughs> there's a mommy snail out there somewhere who doesn't know where her child snail What's is gone. What's in Alice's mouth? <laughs> there's, there's little snail lampposts <laughs> with, with posters on going, have you seen little poorly snail George or whatever his name is? Please dial this number because snails have mobiles too. <laughs> Are we ready for some news that'll make you vomit? Please talk about something yeah, else. I was going to say, ready for some new news. Maybe there's a people... whole, like, maybe it's a, like an alternative vision of Stranger Things. So, Will, when Will pukes up the slug at the end of it, there's a whole the, the, the snail He's TV. Just the wrong sandwich. <laughs> That's why Alice is doing like, it's, it's all the snails going into the upside down, which happened to be your mate's <laughs> mouth, and that's what it is. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. Yeah, it's nice we spoke about half an hour before lunch. This is no better, but story from the Telegraph. Mother who is allergic to cod complains after su- to supermarket after fish pie made her ill. <laughs> That's Darwinism in action. <laughs> I'm say, for a Darwin Award, this is pretty yeah. much a score. For food shoppers allergic to cod, steering clear of fish pies might seem part of the course for most sufferers. Wow. Right. Or just look at the ingredients on the box. Because there probably is, you know, a fish pie on, like, the bargain range that's just Pollock. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's be honest. We're in the UK. Cod's thing tends to swim around most of our waters. Yeah. Put two and two together. Nothing glamorous about fish pie. Uh, Let's right. face it. I love a fish pie. Yeah, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing yeah. Fish pie is a really nice... Like, oh, do you want fish pie for dinner? No thanks. Oh, so I, I make an amazing fish pie, so you need to just shut your mouth. Yes. Ugh. Right. 
Not so from Michelle Patterson, who has complained to Morrison's after buying one of their fish pies to avoid having a severe allergy to cod. So not even just a regular Is allergy. Is this a just like she wants the compo? The mother of six was yeah. hospitalised after she ate the pie from a store in West Yorkshire and she had to be rushed to Airedale Hospital by paramedics after she was struggling well, to breathe earlier this I've, month. I've just spotted the first problem in your pla- in your story. She's from West Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. <laughs> no, Northern. Yes. And true. It, it did say the words white fish, but you could put haddock on the label. Why can't they say cod as well? It says fish. You're allergic to fish. Use your brain. Yes. The 55-year-old believes she could have died if she had not stopped eating the pie. <laughs> I <laughs> ate this cod accidentally on purpose, and now I want to go to Magaluf. Yes, <laughs> and is now calling on the supermarket to reconsider its labelling of the product after no specific mention of cod. We just rewind a little bit. She said, I could have died if, if I hadn't have stopped. Yeah, coming So up. at what point did she go, well, I'm weighing it up. I'm feeling very ill right at the moment. There's half a pie left. Do next I sentence it? will Do explain I all. Do I carry on? I, I might yes. die. Uh, maybe the I next should. sentence will explain all. I was lucky I stopped eating it after four mouthfuls. <laughs> Said Mrs. Patterson, who runs a business buying and selling second-hand goods. eBay tap merchant. <laughs> Cooking for six kids. <laughs> means that I have to prepare most meals myself, but it was been a busy day, so I picked up a fish pie for tea. So I mean, if she's got six kids, four mouthfuls was like the spread of the pie between everybody. I, I first realised allergic to cod after, after, when I was 11 years old and ill for three days. I have so not eaten it or had an allergic action in these years, and I love seafood more than anything else. That's your body saying stop. No more seafood. She sounds like a proper scammer, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and why, why does have mean to prepare meals for six kids mean that you have to do it all yourself? I don't understand that bit either. Six like, get, get the six kids in the kids. Slaves. <laughs> if, if it had been five kids, that would have been quite okay. I wouldn't have had to cook for them myself. But that is six. I don't get it. Because yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could buy. You know, food comes in yes. multiple forms. That you yes. can just give to individuals. I'm sure there was multiple options on pie in a supermarket, not just fish pie. She you needed know. to be where that fella was getting all the pizzas the other week. You need to be where Dave goes to the stable because he'll get a pie regardless of what he asks for. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm not going to complain about that at all. <laughs> that was a great moment. <laughs> the ingredients labelled of the pies list as salmon, haddock, smoked fish, and white fish. My, it's Mrs. Like Patterson. White fish is like cod. Mrs. Or a variant thereof. Yeah. Mrs. Patterson believed that white fish of this type was usually from pollock or hake. Why risk it? Sorry, if you have like a, a violent allergic reaction, that's like, like I'm allergic to a particular kind of antibiotics, for example. And if I'm yeah. looking at the, the label, and I'm not sure, I'm not going to go. Well, it just says antibiotics. That usually means this other thing. Why? Why would you risk it? Anybody with half a brain cell is yes. going to go. You know what? I'll just buy this chicken pie Again. instead. I, I'm Let's loving Morrison's response to this, by the way. Sorry. Um, she was offered a five pound refund on the fish pie. Okay, stop. <laughs> What, what, she's a mug because she spent five pounds on a bloody fish pie. It was a big one. Had to feed six. Five pounds. <laughs> well, if it's a five pound fish pie, you should know it's not going to be Pollock or Coley <laughs> yes, or Hake. It's going to be, going to be cod. Yeah. So, was it a branded pie as well? Was it like a SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> pie? Because I've seen cakes in the shops that have these things printed on the front. Who lives on a mashed potato in a dish? SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> so there could be squid in it. There could yeah. be like you know, I think square pie. Perhaps yeah. they should do a thing for all foods that don't look like what they are. That yeah. you have like pictures printed on them. Maybe. So you know what's in them. Yeah. Mrs. Patterson replied to Morrison saying it's not about the money and asked Morrison's to look at its labelling policy so broad ingredients like white fish are properly identified in the future. It's not about the money, but I want more than a fiver. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also, the packaging has to be 15 times bigger than the product so we can list everything that's in there. And are you going to read it? 
as well. Does who who in this room last read the ingredients of a of, the, of a of a product they bought? Yeah. The last thing you bought, did you read the ingredients? Well, an example, I have a packet of sweets which will be eating later. <gasps> are they what I think they are? Yes. Are they <gasps> are they we, herbal we're in, sweets? We're introducing Dave to herbal sweets. Oh my goodness, the, the, these were my favourites. Those sweets only have one ingredient, awesomeness. Yes. Right. Oh, best thing. It's like it tastes like medicine, but it's like Well come good. back round to that. Right, last news story of the day. Woman jailed after playing Ed Sheeran song on repeat. Good. good. This is from what she deserves. This is from ITV.com. A woman from Willenhall nearby. Mm. Has been jailed after playing an Ed Sheeran song at the top volume over and over again. Like, do I even want to know which one? Yes. Sonia Bryce played the num- the number one hit "Shape of You" repeatedly, and caused a wholly unacceptable level of disturbance, according to a judge. Well, to be fair, the the Ginger Hobbit is quite disturbing. Yes. I, okay, so uh, I I I'm not defending her, but do we want to set a criminal precedent yes. of making it an offence to be basic? <laughs> <laughs> it should be a criminal offence to be an to be an Ed Sheeran fan. I'll be yes. honest. Having watched multiple shows with judges in over the years, I feel I'm highly highly qualified to state that it could have been anybody's record that yeah. if you were playing it at full volume consistently for several hours, you'd have probably got into trouble. Yeah, the Ginger Busker is renowned for his musical talent. So. Yes, it, her landlord. Really, is that why on that song he had to include lots of other people as like writing credits because he just yeah. stolen their yes. sound yeah. and their lyrics and their. Let's not get into his rapping phase. I, sh- I shall try this <laughs> later today at home. I shall play one of the wonderful Bon Iver records that yes. I made. Bon Iver. On full yeah. volume for a few hours and yes. um, see if I am uh, escorted across to right. my local constabulary. Let's Please don't, r- you live down the road from us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's run for the rest of this news story. Outside, like, um, say anything. Yeah. Her landlord's Warsaw Housing Group Limited secured a court order barring her from creating a nuisance or annoyance. Please tell me they took her CD away as well. I, I love that, like, a court order saying you're not allowed to play Ed Sheeran anymore. Yes. <laughs> the Warsaw resident had been repeatedly arrested for breaching that injunction and was handed a six-week sentence last December. After playing the same Ed Sheeran ballad on a loop for about half an hour and receiving complaints from neighbours, she was back in court. Good. I mean, um, deserved it. Play, uh, uh, unless you are, I mean, how old is this woman? Because unless you are a teenager, why are you playing? And, you know, I remember when you used to buy, like, a CD single and you yeah. would play that, or even a cassette, uh, and you would play that one song over and over and over yeah. again. But you've got streaming now. You can listen yeah. to the entire album. You don't need to listen to that one she song happened. over and over. She was given an eight-week jail sentence and told, and the, and the mother of three was told, you must learn that you should behave as a reasonable and responsible adult and not make life for your neighbours a misery that you have. Saying that, though, I use Spotify. I don't pay for the premium, so I have to use the basic one. And they do make me listen to Ed Sheeran on loop for hours on end before it plays the next song that I actually wanted to listen to. Well, so I know, blame Spotify. Do you, do you know what, Sherlock? If you want to hear it, pay for Spotify then. Nine ninety nine a month. Nine ninety nine a month. It's worth it not to records. have to listen to Ed Sheeran. Get yourself a student discount, then it's half five a month. I'm not a student anymore. That's two trips on travel west midlands i've got a, i've got a sizable cd and record collection i should, Glad play, you said that I should play good <laughs> i should play my own music to myself really loudly so my neighbors can hear it on repeat right just got time to squeeze in one last quick weird new story <laughs> got time to squeeze one last martin right contestants leave bleak wilderness after year to find their reality show is not on air anymore <laughs> <laughs> that i'm sorry can you just can you just repeat that please yes. uh, here we go again Contestants leave Bleak Wilderness after a year to find their reality show is no longer on air. 
This is just the best thing. Some contestants reportedly resorted to eating chicken feed grit and had to go to a local village for dental work. <laughs> um, um, that's from the Independent. This is what happens with reality TV. So, if remember, we saw quite there was a load of adverts on Channel Four re- recently for their new reality show Eden. <gasps> yes, which yes. was about starting again. Yeah. In some remote wilderness location with no tools, anything like that. Um, in an unwitting piece of postmodern art, the final ten contestants in Channel Four's reality show Eden have left a remote corner of the West Highlands in Scotland to find no celebrity fame or book details, but the show had not been on TV in months, and has long since dropped out of the collective pop culture conversation. Was this a was this Did a well stop? thought out, like well planned April Fool's joke? I mean, so I, I can remember all of the ads for it, yeah. and even then thinking, oh, this is going to be really boring, I'm not going to watch it. And then I remember sort of, you know, it being on TV. And, and then, they yeah. hyped it up massively. And, and then, then it, I guess, yeah, it just sort of stopped. Yeah. So did they even, did they stop filming them, or were they still filming no, them? still filming for the entire year. So, the but, it's just, but it's just not on air anymore. Yeah, to, the be daring fair, <laughs> to be fair, it's a Channel 4 reality show. Yeah, the Daring Show challenged a group of people to set up their own community away from civilization for a year. But only four episodes have aired so far, the last being broadcast almost eight months ago, leading to speculation it's been axed. Channel 4 assured us that Eden will return to the screens at some point this year. Yay. At some point. To laugh at them. <laughs> yes, 13 contestants had already quit, saying the Highlands' relentless midges as the main problem. <laughs> the midges. <laughs> The attempt to start a society in the image of Eden went the way of the biblical tale with the contestants being torn apart by sexual jealousy, myriad arguments and hunger. The sexual jealousy <laughs> was not part of the deal in the Garden of Eden. I don't know. Adam Unless pop- Adam had snakes. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Adam might have like, that was a particularly large python. That's a, that's a rather curvy apple. <laughs> sexual jealousy sounds like a term you'd hear on Jeremy Kyle. It also sounds like a drag name as well. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, sexual jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> the last ten have left local resident Maria McPherson told the Press and Journal in the end of the show was a joke some of the participants were even seen in the dentist at Fort William needing treatment after eating chicken feed grain <laughs> did, did somebody, I mean I love the fact that they went local resident so this is somebody who's chosen to live there anyway but we just looked at them and went puffs sorry. <laughs> bad choice of, bad choice of word but sorry bleep bleep I, I was, I was, trying, I was co- co-colizing what they might have said, this crazy woman in the Oh film. yeah, good save. Sorry. Keith, I'm Speaking proud of you. Talking of filth, blah, 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 Ryan, talking of filth, Keith, you have something about porn to tell us. No, Dave found no. this story. Dave posted a thing about <laughs> You dirty boys. A local, a local, um... Balling out. Banter Balling in the group, yeah. lads. Banter, Where, banter. Lads, banter, lads on tour. <laughs> Apparently, they'd been uh, renting out the space for adult stars of, without of a the certain own, nature. Without the owner's knowledge. The, this was the previous people in charge of the cinema must state. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'm sure I've seen this story somewhere before. <laughs> what, the porn? So I, I kind of followed, followed, a, uh, went down the rabbit hole in finding these stories. And apparently, <laughs> one of the performers that I'm was involved in this had also been caught doing some... Uh, Unpleasantness on buses as well. What would, what's the unpleasantness? The, 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 the uh, peeing on the seats. <laughs> Ryan's damp seats explained. <laughs> right, do you want to read the story out from our local newspaper, the Birmingham Mail? It was actually from March last year. I, this I, I, like I do. Re- oh, okay, I'm going to say this carefully. I do remember this, and when I say that, I mean I remember the story in the news. I do not remember the actual events. I was yes. not present. Porn film secretly shot at Birmingham Bowling Alley. Subtitle: Boss anger at filthy footage emerges with venue where kids' parties take place. In the picture, like there's a man clearly hiding his 
let's say stonker, stonker <laughs> to buy bowling shoes. <laughs> Adding his wedding vegetables. Yes. And I'm surely that's not regulation footwear the ladies wedding are wearing. Wedding vegetables is not an expression, <laughs> Dave. That's not a thing. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's called wedding tackle, and even that is incredibly heteronormative. Tumescence is the word that I'd like to describe. <laughs> Wasn't that a band in the early noughties? <laughs> Could, <have been. laughs> Could also be a drag name. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to the stage. Tumescence. I like that it's been described as a blue movie. Makes it sound a little bit better. Blue. Than it is. A blue movie. Barebackness. Necessities. <laughs> Maybe it's available on <laughs> Blu-ray. Yeah. Is that yeah. is that it's on Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, is it uh, did, was it Blue that did the soundtrack? <laughs> One love. But all rise. Boss is at a Birmingham bowling alley. Ali dubbed the perfect place for kids' parties. <laughs> what? No, it's not. No, it's not. Not I've anymore. Launched, I've launched an investigation after a hardcore movie was secretly filmed at the venue. Sordid scenes of graphic sex involving two women and a man carrying bowling shoes were filmed at the PS <laughs> bowling complex. It's, was, oh. he, was he holding the shoes on his hand like, oh, I'm feeling you up with the bowling shoes on my hands. It's like, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't hit any of the pins. Oh, how are you going to punish me? With my shoe fetish. It's just like, <laughs> ugh, you know. Yes. Is there something particularly erotic about that yeah. being the setting of the film? Yes. When the Sunday Mercury showed the venue's new management team stills the footage, they pledged to leave no stone uncovered in the search for the culprits. I bet they didn't. <laughs> they took that footage and played it on repeat quite <laughs> the, often. The mucky pups. <laughs> yes. Martin Par- Parsonage, who was in the process of taking over the cinema, um, bowling alley, sorry, by hook or by crook, I will find out who's responsible. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like the baddie in an 80s film where the, the heroes are a scrappy group of underdog porn stars. There's <laughs> nothing that by could... hook or by crook. There's nothing that can bring us or PSL into dispute because I know we weren't involved. Yeah, but a porno was still shot on the premises, wasn't it? Yes. So, I mean... <sighs> I have to read this sentence out because that's how they described the movie. The film seems show a man indulging in sex on business's distinctive furnishing with a blonde and a brunette with a PSL's bowling alley in the background. <laughs> the uncropped images are far too explicit to reproduce in a family newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> family newspaper. Yes. Is it the Sunday Times? <laughs> the Sunday Mercury was alerted it, but to the film by a concerned customer. <laughs> He said, "This is the same place that I, that hosts our children's parties." Whoa! Okay, <laughs> let's look at this in context then. So this man has contacted the paper or woman and been like, "This place hosts our party." That person has clearly watched his porno, so they've just admitted. <laughs> oh, obviously, to the otherwise, press, how would they they've know? They've seen this film. Yes. So they've not done themselves any favors there. I wouldn't want my two kids sitting on the chairs with these images on the bowling. <laughs> no do you reckon they'd be like cleaned and wiped down with that special spray they use on the bowling shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Just two squirts is enough. <laughs> The, the seats in the bowling alley are leather, so it is a bit easier than the soft furnishing ones you have on the buses. Oh yes. <laughs> that was the no holds barred photos fly in the face of PSL's hard earned reputation. <laughs> As a haven for children. (laughs) As an establishment, it is beyond reproach. But the rude revelation is a particular blow to the manager, Martin, who took over the rents 18 months ago and is currently negotiating. A huge blow. To take over the rents. There's a hidden message in this this article if you highlight all the. Blow hard. Did St. James write this? Here's plowed money (laughs) (laughs) and time to make the Persia Road premises family friendly and stresses the filthy footage must be some years old taken long before they moved in 
We're currently going through old documents, invoices, and footage, which we still have access to. So the invoice from WeMakePornMovies.com is the, <laughs> the one that's the, the, the clue. The footage is the porno. <laughs> there must have been some payment, he said. I have my suspicions, but that's all I'm prepared to say. I don't need this. This is a family venue. The porn discovery has only added to the establishment's problems. Last November, it was real budget supermarket chain Lidl had post are pushing to demolish the complex and replace it with a store there, but community heads are up in arms about the appraisal. It's not the first time that pornographers have struck in public places. In January, police launched an investigation after adult star Lynn Parker cavorted in the grounds of St. Peter and Paul's Church in Walter Orton. <laughs> so, as it's April Fool's Day today, 1st of April, it is time for us to pick some Or is it? Is it? Could be. We don't know. Shall we check the calendar? Time is all a useless concept anyway. This is getting too deep. <laughs> Crack off. <laughs> all right, so what we've done is picked out some of the best April Fools that we found in the media and that we really like. Um, so I'm going to start off with the classic that is the Panorama special from 1957. So this one was a three-minute segment about a bumper spaghetti harvest in southern Switzerland. Was, this was apparently because of an unusually mild winter and the virtual disappearance of the spaghetti weevil with video footage of a Swiss family pulling pasta off spaghetti trees and placing it in baskets. The show said for those who love this dish, nothing like real homegrown spaghetti. Hundreds of people phoned the BBC wanting to know how they could grow their own spaghetti tree. To this day, people still say, place a piece of spaghetti in a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. <laughs> so has everybody seen this footage? I mean, it is, this is pretty much like the proto-April Fool's ever. And I love that it's, it was 1957, so I mean, you obviously back when pasta was just a really exciting kind of very exotic yes. new thing that no one really understood it's um, like going away from meat and potatoes for the english diet yeah. exactly so I, I love that this was you know, back in those days fairly believable yeah keith well i've got one um during an interview on bbc radio 2 on the morning of the 1st of april in 1976 um, the famous astronomer patrick moore announced that at 9:47 on that morning a once in a lifetime astronomical event was going to take place um, he said that a planet pluto was about to pass pluto. behind pluto <laughs> when it was still a planet by the way is that donald trump's turned off on that planet yeah. <laughs> and it was still a planet i still <laughs> insist that it is a planet um yes. would pass behind jupiter temporarily causing a gravitational alignment that would reduce the Earth's own gravity. Mm. Uh, Moore told his listeners that if they jumped in the air at the exact moment of this planetary alignment, uh, they would experience a strange floating sensation. The BBC received hundreds of phone calls from listeners claiming to have felt this sensation, and apparently one woman even reported that herself and 11 of her friends had risen from their chairs and floated around the room. That, that's some nice... I would say that probably not affected gravity. Maybe an alternate <laughs> substance was yes. a bit of, a bit of gin in the tea at nine <laughs> yes. in the morning. Yeah. It's nineteen seventy six. We've been slap bang in the middle of the seventies. So yeah, there was something floating, but it wasn't them. <laughs> yes. Next one up. Okay, I'll take this one. Uh, in Sweden, in 1962, there was only one television channel, and it was shown in black and white. The station announced that their technical expert, Kjell Stensen, was going to tell people how to view colour images on their black and white screens. Researchers, he said, had recently discovered that covering your television screen with a pair of tights would cause the light to bend in such a way that it would appear as if the image were in colour. All viewers had to do, he said, was to cut open a pair of stockings and tape them over their screen of their television set. Thousands of viewers fell for the hoax. Many say today that they remember their parents, their fathers in particular, rushing through the house trying to find stockings to place over the TV. 
regular colour broadcasts began in Sweden on April 1st, 1970. <laughs> I find it's much easier to put them over your head than over the telly. I also love that nobody would have believed when colour image actually came to TV because it was on April Fool's Day. That's yeah. hilarious. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, my favourite of that is that's probably been a paid-for advertisement by Sweden's stocking industry to get some <laughs> sales. Talk about earned media. Yes. <laughs> Clever marketing. Dave, you got one for us? Yep. Uh, okay, so Qualcomm, one of the US media giants, uh, unveiled a plan to expand wireless coverage by implanting tiny base stations into wolf-pigeon hybrids. The wolf-pigeons <laughs> will fly around but also be self-defensible, form packs when needed, and go out as lone wolves to cover areas where you wouldn't normally have coverage, thereby creating a strong network. Unfortunately, the wolf-pigeons tended to overpopulate, run amok, and cause havoc among the human population. This created the need for shark falcons, whose objective was to keep the wolf-pigeon wolf population under control. Thinking ahead, Qualcomm engineers also anticipated the need to keep the shark falcons under control and had drafted plans for a cro- crocodile-eagle hybrid, which would, also, which would be four times bigger than the shark falcon, so they're always going to win. I could actually imagine this being a real thing at some point. A wolf pigeon? Yes. Um, I'm... So would that be something with, like, the body of a wolf and the wings of a pigeon? No, or... the body of a pigeon and the head of a wolf. Mm. And, like, how big would this be, exactly? I'm, I'm assuming pigeon-sized here. I... I'm not okay with the fact that this didn't come with diagrams. <laughs> <laughs> it did have diagrams on the article, but I couldn't squeeze me in. Fine. But I, I think we need to post that on Twitter. Yes, we'll find the article and repost it. But, I mean, this is something that you could probably see at a tech conference, isn't it? Uh, to be honest, yeah. I mean, if they're going to put artificial intelligence in a toothbrush, then a wolf pigeon is only, you know, <laughs> one drink away. It's like Dr. Moreau's now in charge of Qualcomm. <laughs> <laughs> D- doesn't a wolf pigeon already exist and we just call them gulls? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, no, they're like hyena pigeons. They're like scavenging monster birds. I know they're a known problem around Jewelry Quarter at this time of year. I think they just send Horrible. in in mass. Horrid horrid creatures to be honest I'd prefer a crocodile on the canal rather than a geese I'd feel safer <laughs> yeah. it might keep the uh, Tra- Travel West Midlands new water bus safe Keith you found this one this morning yeah well they announced that they were going to run a floating bus down the canal from Birmingham to Tipton Yeah, which uh, would not I looked at it and thought yeah it's still going to be late whatever happens <laughs> <laughs> what, what excuse could you have for that one you can't really have traffic it's the wrong kind of water (laughs) crocodiles in the middle of the uh, canal that's the last one that I've found which goes back to the old days where we only had three TV channels so on BBC Sports Show Grandstand the Saturday staple presenter Des Lynham was talking about the upcoming events yeah was talking about upcoming events to be covered such as the Grand National at Aintree and US Masters Golf and fight broke out behind him in the newsroom as the fight escalated, Lynham continued to calmly discuss the news, assuring the audience we'll continue to do our best to cover sport in the way that you like, backed up by a highly professional team. Finally, the scene cut to a segment about Britain's gold winning medal, gold medal winning hockey team, but when Lynham returned, he noticed the viewers may have been seen a little bit of an altercation behind him and apologised for this, but then he proceeded to show an instant replay of the fight. Finally, the newsroom brawlers were shown to be standing together holding a sign that read April Fools. <laughs> Remember when I'm, TV used to do fun, yeah, wholesome I, I, stuff like that? I, I, va- I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Back when you could, be- you know, you genuinely instantly believed everything that you saw on TV. Well, the BBC were not known to lie. <laughs> oh, never. No, that was a beautiful <laughs> thing. It's time 
to play. What the f is that? <laughs> Dave, you found us something special. Yeah, well, <laughs> this was from a few weeks back when George and I were over at uh, MCM Birmingham. Mm -hmm. So, they, uh, admittedly, yes, we were originally looking for something for the five pound tap challenge. Yes. This kind of covers both. Hmm. So I am intrigued. Yes, we've, so we we found it for the grand total of three pound within budget. Yeah. Yep. Good and without further ado, what? Yeah. I'll, I'll, what? I'll, I'll let Phil describe this if you can. Ah, uh, it's a pink monkey in a public schoolboy's hat with freckle. Is it a monkey? Is it a what is that? Is it a chipmunk? The the card the card that was clasping it clasping their hands. It's one of those like things you you, you can cl uh, clasp around a pencil and all the rest of it. Oh it, oh yeah. The card the card it was clasping said it was a monchichi. A monchichi. <laughs> <laughs> Guy is just doing unspeakable things to the monchichi. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, monchichi. Well, it does clip to things, you know. <laughs> it does uh, clap as well. I I mean that is it looks like. The, the household yeah. pet of the Crankies because it's wearing that <laughs> hat. I, I'm more worried about the encrusted crud around the yeah. feet and hands, and I'm going to give it to Keith because I don't want to touch it. I'm not going to touch it, but I have a vague recollection of these things being extremely popular during the mid to late 70s. So it's it's a vintage thing, but yeah, I, I have a why, vague why recollection are you the of there being cap? those. It's, yeah. a, it's not a baseball cap, that looks like a schoolboy's hat. I don't know. Is it a cap? Is it? It's a snapback that those millennials are loving so much. It's a, it's a bedtime cap, I believe. I think that's a bedtime munchie. Where did you find this? On a stall full of random tat, as you do at conventions. There's yeah. There's, there's no other way to describe it. I just he saw you two come in, didn't he? No, I imagine there is <laughs> three whole pounds for that. I imagine yeah. there is a big collector's market for these things because I think these were kind of a, running around at a similar time to things like trolls. When they originally came out, so I think they were actually I, quite a big, I'm not gonna big lie, deal. I prefer the trolls. I think I, we all prefer the trolls. I mean, it's good, uh, but has it topped Bondage Cat? Never. Nothing could ever be as simultaneously compelling and off-putting as Bondage <laughs> Catwoman dog toy. I've and just, I've just googled Monchichi. Do not Google Monchichi. <gasps> it is Really? It is like a creep. Uh, ah, oh my right, god, I thought the, the eyes, the, the eyes. I thought the It trailer was going to be the scariest thing I saw this week, and this takes the biscuit. That is so, that, that, it's uncanny. Welcome. It's uncanny, and I don't like it, and I want right. to move on now. We'll take a picture and we'll put do it you, on the Twitter. Do you, do you want to leave Geeky Brummy again, Phil? I really feel like you just keep putting me through the ringer. Why do I stand for it? Yes. All right. What, what have you got? Ryan, I'm not being for you. You've got a black bag there. You only, you only get black bags when you go to a certain type of shop. It's it's from our favourite friends at the pound shop. Hey. Me and Viv popped in for a wander around as we do on the way home sometimes for work. So, uh, there's lots he's doing <laughs> in his personal life. You, know? you got to pop into hot, pound shop. Hot romance. And these were a pound each. What, 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 uh, I'm going to let Phil try and describe what it is. Okay, so it's Avengers branded something. Um, it's got <laughs> nice description there. The, I, the Iron, Iron Man head on it, but what? Oh, and what? It lights up. I, well, I, I'm touching it with my thumb, and it's lighting up. It says, "It says squeeze me." Um, but what, what? What? What is it there? What's it do? It, it's screwed into the base. <laughs> but, it, but if but if if you squeeze it, it lights up. But 
what because is that all it does? Yeah, but you have to squeeze it. it there's no like on or off switch. You have to like hold it could you and a red saying, light. Could you stop saying squeeze it, it's, please? It's really. It, it's it's Iron Man with oversized hands and. I sort of just like, and it's so I, I want to phone up whoever made this and be like, what, what, what's the point? Why, I must, why did you do this? I must say Viv found these in the toy section at Pound Shop, which this I won't is mention. Like, but okay, so this is when you're like a friend of a friend has a kid and it's yeah. like Christmas or something. You're like, I have to get them something. I don't care about this kid. I don't like <laughs> them especially. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to like get something from Poundland. I don't know what it is. It's a toy. It lights up. That'll be great for them. Stick that in the stocking. Bish, bash, bon, done. <laughs> and now they're lighting up. It, the, oh, what I have to say, it's a red light coming out of Iron Man's head. And they've just put it next to the Monchichi to make it even creepier. It's oh, not it, coming out of his head. It's coming out of his bottom. It feels really gross. It's, it's like rubbery it's and soft rubber. Yeah. Yeah. But nowhere near is of putting us the Monchichi. I don't know. I mean, do you think this is like designed for kids, you know, to put on a keyring, a stranger yeah. danger? Yeah, like a rape whistle. <laughs> Keith is now combining them together to make something more The Monchichi more now looks like it's assaulting Iron Man from behind. <laughs> That's a struggle cuddle if ever uh, I saw one. one thing <laughs> a struggle cuddle! <laughs> I like that. The one thing I must say about the packaging, it's screwed into the base of this soft rubbery Iron Man. So you have to like really twist it Oh god, it now he's like, he's swiveling around on the screw. Um, that's really that's sharp. That's Considering this so... is a kid's toy, it's pretty... I'm, I don't yeah. know, it, I mean, it's just the... It, what get, it's just Iron Man's head with two tiny arms and legs sticking yeah. out. I just don't it, get the point of them. Oh god! And now uh, Guy's treating us to a light-up show on, 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 his, uh, on his nips. Yeah, <laughs> Guy Halford is being Guy Halford. Oh, okay, and now they're going south. Okay, I think it's time to move on. Yes. So fake, th fake news is a big thing in the world at the moment. So I kind of feel like April Fool's Day has just become redundant because yeah. every morning when you wake up and read the news, you're like, this cannot be real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it seems to be every week. It's something weirder and stranger and odder is happening in the world. Hasn't yeah. April Fool's just become clickbait? Yes. <laughs> Hasn't April Fool's just become America? Yes, these five <laughs> stories will shock you. <laughs> right, so we had our chat, we had our turn, quite like the team, of writing our own April Fool's stories. And one of these is actually a real story. I'm going to try and work out which one is the real one and which one is the fake. Phil, do you want to read out the first one? Okay, so the headline on this is, The Archers in Space? The BBC has today announced plans to partner with Netflix to celebrate the 20,000th episode of the popular radio drama, The Archers. In a broadcasting coup, the two giants of entertainment will bring the residents of Ambridge to the screen for the first time. The plot will see the action transplanted to Mars, where descendants of popular characters Adam Macy, Helen Archer, Alf Grundy and Brenda Tucker will be part of a terraforming mission. The landing site will be named after the famous village, and director Ridley Scott is being called to take on directing duties. Actors in the frame for the main roles include Jason Isaacs, David Tennant, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, and Felicity Jones, <laughs> who will play a descendant of her original Archer's character, Emma Carter. If successful, the two networks will follow up the special with an eight-part series which will air the following year. Will John Carter be joining the crew? Ooh! Ooh. Sci-fi <laughs> joke there! <laughs> so, what do we think? Real or fake on that one? I mean, I kind of wow. want it to be true. This would be, this would be yes. so cool. Archers in space! In space?! <laughs> Hello there. You've left the tractor outside again. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, you got our next story? <coughs> yeah, which I already know is, is the true one. 
by the thing. As this headline runs, local man promises to sue bus company. <laughs> <laughs> so every word in there leads it, you to believe this is completely so is it a story factual. about you, Keith? But, so, but so I may change, may, the names and ages of people may have been changed to protect their identity. But <laughs> this says, a Birmingham resident has sworn to sue National Express over what he claims is false advertising. Mr. Timms, which is such a brilliant name, I love it, 31. <laughs> So he's got a few years to get under his belt before he can really complain about the buses. Uh, <laughs> claims that the bus stop by his house does not receive the service advertised on the timetable, which mm. we've already yes. established was written by George R. R. Martin. Um, uh, I've been living in that house. Oh, I need to put an accent on. Do yes. we do? No, we won't do accents. <laughs> we've been living in that house for five years, says Mr. Timms. There's a bus stop right up the road, and apparently we should be getting a bus every 10 minutes. We never get anything like that. They're always late if they turn up at all. That's actually his voice. He's just here behind me. Also have like he's in the room. Does he also have a tractor on Mars? He has a tractor. I catch my tractor more regularly than the buses. Uh, Mr. Timms, who does not own a car, sensible man, uh, relies on the bus services for his transport to work and has frequently complained to National Express, uh, hopefully through Twitter and Facebook, because you can do that, uh, about late running services via social media, email and letter. I like the letter. That's cool. Uh, but with little success. I feel your pain. Mr. Timms uh, says, they are always saying they're looking into it, talking to the garage, but it makes no difference. I've had enough. They can't say they're going to be, a, <laughs> they can't say there's going to be a bus at three o'clock if there never is. It's false advertising. I want to see a recut of the, <laughs> what's that film with the newsreader? Network. 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 With, a, with, with that with voice. Door oh, you've had enough. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, continuing this story. Uh, with his complaints not improving his commute, the irate, and I can believe he is. Irate? I'm very irate, I am. <laughs> irate this and no. I have to clamber over all these ch chickens and sheep to get to my bus stop. It's terrible. Uh, has decided to take matters into, and all things descending into the accident, has decided to take matters into his own hands and is allegedly looking into the possibility of taking National Express to court uh, for failure to provide the advertised service. Mm. When contacted, National Express declined to comment. Dave, that isn't one hundred percent true. Yes. I'll eat my uh, hay bales. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, okay, you got um, so I've got one, which again I think is probably the true one. Keith <laughs> oh, destroyed the studio. Okay, so J.K. Rowling compares Article Fifty Two unforgivable curse, which yeah. Um, Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling has said that in the Potterverse, triggering, triggering Article 50 and leaving the EU would, would earn you a one-way ticket to Azkaban. After Prime Minister Theresa May officially began Brexit proceedings on Wednesday, J.K. Rowling took to Twitter to voice her thoughts on the matter, and of course drew a tenuous comparison between populist politics and the world of her boy wizard. <laughs> triggering Article 50 is up there with the Cruciatus Curse and Avada Kedavra, she tweeted. It would land any minister for magic in Azkaban. Rowling is referring to the so-called unforgivable curses which she introduced in her series Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. They are spells used to torture and kill just in case Rowling's stance on Brexit were in any doubt. She followed this with another tweet in which she said, as a woman I want to support our female Prime Minister but Theresa May is just Dolores Umbridge without the fashion sense. <laughs> I'm so glad they did, did make that comparison between the two of them, that's brilliant. I can imagine this being perfectly real as well. Well, she's known. Yeah. She's known for being political on Twitter, and, yeah. and also it's like it's not. But it's not ever. It's not ever her political views. It's always well, Hermione would say this about Israel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm beginning to think now that we're tricking our audience, and every single one of these is actual genuine yeah. fact. Possibly, my turn. A customer labelled weird freak on receipt after ordering child's portion of food. 
A woman what? was shocked to find herself labelled a weird freak on a receipt after ordering a small portion of chewed food for her child. Did you uh, say chewed food? Yeah, <laughs> a small portion of me stumbling over my words. <laughs> the mum of one who wants to remain anonymous asks for a child-sized omelette for her 11-month-old child, but the, when the woman behind the till starts to laugh with the colleague, she asks for the receipt and noticed it said small egg and tomato omelette for weird freak. Oh, so I'm guessing they just assumed that it was for her. Yes. Steve Dempster said his wife had visited Wheaton's Cafe in Harrogate, North Yorkshire, and decided to post a disgusting receipt on social media. Steve, a scientist from Harrogate, just so we were aware this is in Harrogate, uh, said she ordered a breakfast for herself and a small omelette for our 11-month-old because he's just starting to eat lots of different things. The girl at the till said, why don't you just order a normal omelette? And she said she couldn't eat. he wouldn't eat it all, so she could just have a smaller portion. My wife used to work there herself, and she, no, she... She knows when you want to order something off the menu, just put it for the till by typing a note to the chef. At the time, I think she was being served by the cafe manager who was training up a new member of staff. They went to type the request in. My wife noticed that the other member of staff sneaked, so she asked for a copy of the receipt. He added they were obviously not aware this comment was included on the receipt. Mr. Demp said his, oh, his wife had her money refunded and was told by the staff they could not give an explanation for the comment when she confronted them. It's not like I made some ridiculous demands, not at least to say she was really upset when she asked them, do I really deserve this treatment? Oh my god, this is going on to a second page. <laughs> yes. Speaking about the incident, Wheaton's general manager, Karen, Karen Shaw, said unfortunately today one of our staff acted in an incredibly unprofessional way and we're extremely sorry. It's not the high level of service you know we know our customers to expect from us at Wheaton's and which we expect from our staff. We've made a direct apology to the customer concerned and we'll be taking the matter up internally with staff involved. See, that's got to be true. I mean, the way, yeah. that, the way that was written and the way you, you yes. read it, it's like, I'm convinced. I, I'm, I'm 100% buying into this. It's a, yes. it's a shame because I've actually been to that place and it's a nice cafe. Yeah. So that does. They're all sounding pretty true. There's, there's one more. One more. One more. There's there's one more. Do I look like I, someone who I think I found. I think I finally <laughs> found one that can't be true, but I really want it to be true. Yes. Fury as Furby displayed as chinchilla in Beng, Laos. An animal described as a chinchilla at a zoo in Beng, southern Laos Zoo, was exposed to fraud when a member of staff was caught replacing the batteries in a Furby toy after it had died of old age. (laughs) A zoo official, Sanifol Chanthavong, said that the Furby, owned by one of the workers, was put in the cage when the real lion was sent away to a breeding centre. Outraged visitors to the zoo said they they had been cheated. According to a report in the Bang Daily, the fraud came to light when the mother visited the zoo in a park in the city of Lao to show her son the sounds different animals make. But when they got to the cage marked Chilean Chinchilla, which had a sign describing the range and characteristics of the animal, they were shocked to hear the creature start chirping deeply, then slow down, and were surprised when a hatch opened up at the back of the cage and a worker opened the bottom of the chinchilla and replaced the batteries without noticing that the family were watching. (laughs) It was then that zookeepers revealed the so-called chinchilla was in fact a Furby, a child's toy that had furry grey coat, making it look a little bit like the real animal. The woman visitor, named Alika, was quoted as saying, the zoo is absolutely trying to cheat us. They are trying to disguise toys as animals. The chief of the park's animal department, Leilani Fomathep, was quoted by the Beng Youth Daily as saying the chinchilla had been a popular attraction to the visitors and the Furby temporarily placed in its cage because of fear of upsetting visitors. <laughs> I want this I, so deeply in my soul, I want this to be true. Keith, which one do you think is the real one out of this? <sighs> which one do I think? or which one, yes. uh, which one do I want to be real? I want the fake Furby to be real. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go... Uh, it's going to have to be the uh, the pre-chewed omelette. Pre-chewed omelette. Yeah. Dave? Again, I'm, I'm with Phil and Keith, and uh, I want the Furby story to be real. 
Yeah. Although, if you confuse a Furby for a chinchilla, maybe visit Vision Express. Well, I mean, it's in Laos. I mean, I can't imagine they're up to date with modern technology too much. In, but in well, I mean, Furbies aren't exactly modern. They were yeah. around 20 years ago. True. Yeah. However, the one I think is real could be my uh, J.K. Rowling one. <laughs> Your J.K. Rowling one. Well, <laughs> the one that you read. <laughs> the one that I read. Yes. Did, you, did you write that one? <laughs> nope. Was that a Freudian slip there? Well, not really, because I must admit I didn't write any of them. Shocking. They all came from legitimate news sources. we have one vote for the child omelette and one vote for the J.K. Rowling story. I'm going to go with the bus story. Mm. Three-way tie. I I think I'm going to go with the the omelette story as well. So two omelettes, one bus, and one... Chinchilla. Sounds like a weird, weird Guy, dinner order. Reveal the winner. It's La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, so the winning news story is the weird freak that ordered a child's omelette. That's a real story. That's a real story. I knew it. I must admit, it did seem like because we were all much... the, the levels of detail in yeah. it. Yeah. Were, were they, that, that's yes. the key to a good lie. But also, as I found as well that the rest of us wrote really kind of like you know emotive and, yeah. and good and you know re- well written stories, whereas the, the one that obviously came from a real news source was very much like yeah, this yeah, is yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Radda, radda, radda. What right. made what made me laugh off air when I was reading the stories is I actually didn't read the news story first I opened up the answer first and uh, Viv had written customer labelled as weird freak on receipt after ordering child's portion of food <laughs> so I had no idea what the story was but just reading that those those words on a piece of paper <laughs> killed me other stories you may be interested in <laughs> yes alright so who wrote JK Rowling that was me who wrote the bus story that was, that was George. George that was George was spying on me she was watching me Yes. I, I did exactly that. I came out of my house and I leapped over the wall and I'm I went out and I completed it. I'm not take anymore. I wrote the. Fur- I even did that voice yeah. as well. I wrote the Furby story, and it's oh. actually based on on a grain of truth because there was a zoo in China which replaced a lion with a Sharpe dog wearing a co- wearing a furry <gasps> collar. Yes, oh I remember that. <laughs> okay, which okay. was in the news a while ago. So I thought yeah. a bit of a grain of truth in there. So we don't normally give you our geeky goings on segment mainly because. The events will probably be passed by the time you get around to listening to this podcast. But this week, it was a bit of a comedy of errors. We so, screwed up! Yes. Everything that could go wrong. Wong? Yeah, even <laughs> like this intro, it went wrong. It's geeky going on. Yes, it's time for our wrap up of the what is going on in the week in Geek. And Keith nearly fell over. He was pushed over by this Mr. Tim's fella. He's been down here on his tractor to tell us that story was true. Right, first up, what happened? Oh, sorry, let's ask him. What happened? I just got giddy with excitement. <laughs> 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 it's the four non blondes track. It's because he didn't have to sing the ident this week. He was like, yes! <laughs> right, to start us off, Keith, what's the Nostalgia Comics picks of the week in the comic world? Well, the, 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 the big event this week in the comics world is uh, Marvel have kind of realigned the X Men back into their main universe. So X- this week, uh, we have, I think it's a one off edition of uh, a title called X Men Prime. Yeah, uh, which is kind of setting up the next phase of uh, the X Men's kind of you know 
mm-hmm. being brought back into the Marvel family. There is a, a yeah. companion title called uh, Inhumans Prime, in a bizarre yes. uh, mm. segue. Um, but it's looking quite good. In the next few weeks, we'll be getting a bunch of new titles, so two new X-Men teams, a couple yeah. of uh, other yeah. bits and pieces. I, I did pick that up yesterday. Yeah, but apparently there's been a lot of good, uh, good things said, said about it. Uh, also at Marvel as well, um, the second edition of the R.L. Stein written uh, Man-Thing has been the released, man from which is pretty good. Uh, over at DC, it was a bit of a personal pick for me uh, this week, is they've released their DC Hanna-Barbera crossover annuals, which features quite a few random um, combinations. So we've got uh, Future Quest and Adam Strange, which is kind of a bit bizarre, and yeah. I'm reading the Future Quest title at the moment, which is really good. But that also features a um, backup story about Top Cat, which is being drawn by one of our local friends, uh, Phil Winslade. So oh, yeah, it looks pretty good. He meets Batman, ice a few uh, and it looks like um, Top Cat is going to be one of the new Hanna oh. Barbera titles coming out of DC. Why is Top? I was literally about to ask: Is it is it Top Cat and Batman going out and solving crimes? Uh, almost, yeah. Why I think, is Top um, Cat meeting Batman? Why is that happening? Because Batman hangs around in alleys, and that's where Top Cat lives. Ah. It was bound to happen at some point. Maybe Commissioner Gordon's being replaced by Officer Dibble. <laughs> Top cat! <laughs> Batman! Top Batman! <laughs> Benny, Benny, Benny! And all the rest of them. I don't know where it's Benny the is Robin, Top Cat. Yeah. Yeah, top cat. Uh, we also have a Booster Gold and the Flintstones special. Uh, if you've not been picking up the regular Flintstones title, do do, because that's pretty good. It's an amazing uh, title. Pretty good yeah. title. Um, the other one we've got is the Space Ghost from Coast to Coast, yes. uh, teaming up with the Green Lantern. And my personal favourite of the four is the Suicide Squad ter- teaming up with the Banana Splits, hey. which is uh, brilliant. And it also features yeah. a Snagglepuss uh, backup strip as well, which Anything is Anything to cool. stop them the Halifax from ruining my childhood with uh, a terrible ad. Yeah. I say that. Uh, Suicide Squad and the Banana Splits sounds like a much better film than the actual Suicide Squad film. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they've got a few, you know... Oscar-winning, Dave. Oscar-winning. Oscar-winning Shut Suicide up. Squad, yeah. There's a, there's a few good artists being, you know, you'd think these are kind of throwaway titles, but Howard Chaykin uh, has done the Space Ghost um, Green Lantern mm-hmm. title. So it's pretty good, you know, some interesting stuff, so give it a spin. Yeah. Give it a try. If you don't like it, you know... Put it in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> or sell it on eBay for a double the price. Yes. Talking yep. of comics, Small Press Day is... They've announced the day for this year, July the 9th. So put that into your calendars, yeah, get ready. Yeah, always a good opportunity to find some new titles for... Uh, July the 8th. Ruin that announcement. <laughs> it's around, it's, it's that weekend. It's that. It, I blame PwC for yeah. handing us the envelope, which contained the two dates <laughs> for... Uh, uh. But yeah, we'll still get them to come and do it next year, because yes. obviously they know what they're doing. Most yes. of the time, we'll just banned mobile phones instead. That's the way. That's the culprit, mobile phones. Yeah, looking forward we to it. We were distracted by Phil taking day. selfies in the studio. Was it? As always. <laughs> He always what? takes selfies. When, when was this? <laughs> I mean, Phil, you're not even wearing the best shirt for selfies today. I wasn't taking a selfie. And also, how dare you? <laughs> you weren't I am se- cute as a button, and I will not hear anything to the contrary. You weren't, you weren't taking selfies. You're feeling all right. <laughs> His phone about, battery must be flat. <laughs> I just try not to faint. It's really warm in here. Maybe maybe that's the thing. that We could get, lo- get, get Hanna-Barbera to do a cartoon show based on the life of Phil Ellis. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd like to think when Phil it's faints, about time. He'll, he'll take a selfie on the way down and then on the ground like that. Like, <laughs> like during well, selfie. Did you ever see, um, what was it called, Scream Queens? Queen, uh, and it's sort of a parody of slasher flicks. Uh, the and the scene where Ara- Ariana yeah. Grande is one of the first girls to be killed off. 
and she's there and she's like literally like she's been stabbed and she's lying on the floor and she's texting like oh my god like literally dying <laughs> <laughs> like that would be me like oh oh last selfie of my life <laughs> you'd still be smiling though segwaying smizing yes. <laughs> segwaying across Dave do you want to tell us what's on at Geek Retreat yep. this week so this week um, they have a Spider-Man drawing class again this time 5pm guys dying we're not laughing at it this time it's, no. it's, it's a professional art class for drawing and you know Spider-Man yep. yeah. this about the third week yes, yes. the third week they're I've, still I've finishing the, it off they're of finishing the on the head of the minute of the characters that you've got Spidey is probably one of the least complicated people you could do he's like his costume's pretty I mean is it just the spider web thing I don't know Deadpool is probably a bit easier Mm. No, he's got Deadpool all the swords. It's, uh, it's 16 weeks of drawing a thousand pa- uh, pouches for Deadpool. The isn't Rob Liefeld effect. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it genuinely someone dressed up as Spider-Man? It's a life drawing class. Is that actually the, what it is? I'm not sure. I haven't actually been down. Come on, Dave. This, they're in week three. You could catch up. <laughs> Challenge for Dave. Go and draw Spider-Man. They're, they're drawing the spinners this week. Yeah. <laughs> James, Dave will go and just draw a stick man with Spider-Man's head on it. Like, no, mine's done. <laughs> Uh, Tuesday, they've got the Card Fight Vanguard Tournament from 5.30 till 8.30. Wednesday, Future Card Buddy Fight from 5 till 9. Mm-hmm. What's that? Another card, for... another card game. Okay. Yeah. For, um, the, for, for the non-card game player. That. Yes. Um, Thursday, Yu-Gi-Oh! Advanced Format Tournament from 5 till 9. And Friday is their regular open tabletop net game night. So pop down, yep. join Later in, on. have fun. And even if you don't actually play, you can always watch while drinking one of their awesome shakes. Yep. This is true. Uh, also on in Birmingham this week, it's Flatpak Film Festival time. Yes! 4th to the 9th of April. This is their 11th year now? I think so. I just I always get so excited about Flatpak. They always yeah. have so much cool stuff on. This year I am especially excited because they have got two modern masterpieces from yeah. two of the most iconic filmmakers um, in, in sort of recent history. You've got David Lynch's Mulholland Drive and Quentin Tarantino's Kill Bill Volume 1, which in my opinion is his best film. Mm, strong. Yeah, team. I did that. Yes. I went there. Volume two is better. Get out. Oh no! Oh. No, no. no what, what I like, what I like about Volume One is it's light on that really like you know massively self-indulgent Tarantino dialogue because it's just all about the action and the stunning visuals. Silly boys, you know nothing. Get out. <laughs> right. Silly rabbit. If people <laughs> do, you like the cowboy boots in yeah. Part Two. <laughs> yes. I am Michael Madsen. If people are unaware what Flatback Film Festival it is, it's uh, loads Film of films Festival. get shown across venues all over the city. Some independent, some mainstream films, as Phil's mentioned. There'll be short films, and there'll be a wide variety of stuff on there. And if you go to their website, which is flatpackfestival.org.uk all the information on there what's on where to go and what events are on so it's amazing thing to do check it out get into it yeah on at the Mockingbird for Easter so get your tickets booked already Is it Hop with Russell Brand oh my god no. and James Masters Boss Baby no any other film guesses uh, something with eggs in Ice Age Eggs. Aliens Eggsy it's Kingsman no. no they're going with classic films never ending story <gasps> Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <gasps> and Back to the Future. Zemeckis' yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finest work. And you get Still haven't seen it. That's no good. Great one. Uh, go into their website, mockingbirdcinema.com, and all the details will be on there and book tickets directly. All right, that is pretty much uh, it from us this week. Keith, you picked a massive track to finish on. <laughs> Mahoosive. Mahoosive. People say that. I don't even know what it means. Um, yeah, because... Um, <laughs> Whoa, that was a massive sneeze. Bless you. Thank you. 
Be, I, yeah, it's everybody's heard it as the theme tune to one of the greatest television shows ever created in the history of television, uh, CSI, uh, and it's the Who with Won't Get Fooled Again. Coming up later on today on Brum Radio, you have the A-list with Sean Miner at 2pm. Johnny Greaves is on with the Rougher and Tougher show at 3pm, and he has a special guest coming in. Hey, hey, sorry I'm late, guys. It's Shia LaBeouf here. I'm a bit late. That flight from America took me a long time. So, um, sorry I'm late. I'm just, I, I, I saw the advertising. I'm here. I, I, had to, I had to get the hat from Indy and all this stuff, and the Transformers stopped me. So, I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, we're ready to go, guys. Are we ready to go? Thanks very much. Get for out. Hey. Yes. So, as I was saying, at 3pm, Rough and Tougher with Johnny Greaves, there is a live guest in the studio, which is it's Mr. Jock Lee from Birmingham... <laughs> Is there a lift here? Right? I've got some ideas for something I want to do in a lift. Yes. It's Mr. Jock Lee from Birmingham Support Group, so please listen to that. Later on today at 7pm is Ligon Local with Robin Falk and Ed Geeta. At 8pm, Tick with DJ Wilson. And at 9pm, The Collective with Steve Thornton and Tom Bill. I apologise for my producer giggling away in the corner. Sorry, sorry, Shears. He's starstruck really that I'm Shia LaBeouf and I'm here in your studio. It's great. Is that even what Shia LaBeouf sounds like? <laughs> yeah, I put on a voice on the, t- on the, on the films. See, it's, it's easier. I wouldn't get employed in Hollywood if I put on my normal voice, you see. Right, if we just lock your laptop, just die. Yes, my laptop. Keith Singh won't get fooled again. <laughs> I do it. Oh, no. I, I, I'll, t- I'll do it as uh, Shia LaBeouf. Won't get fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. I'm serious. I'm, I'm going to put my sunglasses on and walk away meaningfully. Yeah! <laughs> Whoa! You ready, Ryan? I'm ready now. <laughs> Can I come on next week's show, guys? Is that going to be okay? I'm going to no. stay in England for a while. So that's a rare glimpse into what actually happens when radio goes wrong live, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think we recovered very well. That was yeah, fun. That, that was a series of screw-ups. And uh, George is back from bringing Shia LaBeouf from the airport. Thanks yeah. very much for dropping off and picking him up. Can you get, rid, right? of, can you get rid of him now, though? Right. Yeah. right he won't yeah. leave. I'm, he I'm won't leave. here for the rest of the show. <laughs> no, Phil is very upset because somebody more verified and famous has joined the studio, so he's going to leave. I'm just gutted <laughs> that it was not, you know, the actual Shia LaBeouf, who I would be very into meeting. I am Even the with the rat tail. Not with the rat tail, but the fact that he got arrested for scrapping with some Nazis, that's my kind of guy. Just I mean, because he's, I he's just cl- do it. I do it. Just do it. <laughs> he's clearly read my Tinder profile. I've got a little game. Phil Ellis is leaving. Nasty. Okay, where's he going, George? What? Where's Phil Ellis going now? To the nearest open bottle of Prosecco, surely. <laughs> Keith, where's Phil Ellis going? To audition for Transformers 6. Dave, where's Keith Ellis? Where's Keith Ellis going? <laughs> where's Keith Ellis going? <laughs> <Where's Keith Ellis laughs> <going? laughs> Are you going to be taking my name then, Keith? <laughs> I, I certainly will. He's going home to put on his crown and relax. Ryan, where's Phil Ellis going? I think he's going to collect his other coat. <laughs> I think he's going to buy a fish pie. <laughs> Phil, um, where are you going? So I have to say that one of you is correct. Uh, and you know, normally on a Saturday, I would be going home, putting on my crown and putting my feet up. But today, I am going for Prosecco with my best friend yes! for their birthday. <laughs> I win. Is it Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> Phil Wouldn't Prose- you like to know? <laughs> Phil going for Prosecco, that's a rarity. It's no big deal, don't make a thing of it. He's just besties with, with Shia, it's fine. Yes. Go on then, Phil, go away. I thought I was going to guess it by the fact that Phil's now revealed a t-shirt that says Frankie Says Prosecco. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I need that for Christmas, please. Thank you for joining us, Phil. Thank you for having me, as always. It's been real. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Now he's gone, we can all bitch about him. (laughs) Did you see the shirt he was wearing today? (laughs) Jesus. That Phil, all he does is drink. Yeah, God. God, it's so much better when he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you still here, Phil? Sorry, didn't know. <laughs>
Right now Phil's gone making it the sweets out. Hey. What's well, so now all the fat gits are in the room? <laughs> Crack it out. Dave, as yes. you're from traditionally not from Bye Phil. Dave, as you're traditionally not from the Midlands. You've never traditionally seen Traditionally not from the Midlands. <laughs> traditionally Dave's not come from yes. Midlands. It's they a tradition are. for people from the north not to come <laughs> from the Midlands. Yes. <laughs> as, as you come down to the Midlands, we thought, we'd, in <laughs> we thought we'd introduce you to what is, no, what is one of Dudley's <laughs> finest ever productions. Mate, they, they taste like piss. So. <laughs> Sorry for the swear word there, but they literally, you can't describe them in any other way. They they are, they're great. They're amazing. They are Grey's Herbal Tablets, which have been established over a hundred years. Almost a, a thousand, thousand years. years. <laughs> <laughs> they taste like they've been around since that long. <laughs> we chiseled them out of the quarry in the local Midlands. Oh, Mr Tibbs is back. We, <laughs> I got down here on my tractor, I did. I was. I wanted to come and tell did you, you that my story's true. I didn't get a bus. It was late. I had to go complain. <laughs> I always love these for the pack for the packet and there's the dog which is the registered trademark it's a picture of a <laughs> dog that, that's its name <laughs> yeah it's just registered trademark it's a dog I mean you show that to Dan Cooper Gavin he's going to be terrified <laughs> oh, I need no <laughs> yes as before we mentioned need to list your ingredients so we have glucose syrup oh, my favourite kind of syrup that is sugar two types so sugar sugar yeah. sugar malic yeah. acid honey honey and natural flavourings not snail <laughs> <laughs> Could be snail. On a side note to this, as a challenge for next week, yes. I've never tried a fisherman's friend. You want some fisherman friends? Have you ever had a fisherman's friend? <laughs> yes, they're not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just realise what you'd said? <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil might have, because he always comes dressed as a trawler man. <laughs> oh, they literally stink, Ryan. Have a whiff. Oh my god. <laughs> have a good whiff, Dave. Uh... They smell like Ed Sheeran's music. They smell, they smell of old people on buses. They smell of antiseptic. <laughs> Actually, they kind of do, that's true. Don't stand next to me and make that noise. That's a fragrant. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, that is the smell of my childhood. I'm getting though. glucose syrup. <laughs> Mate, you can have two, a good childhood. Two types then. of sugar. Yeah. Natural flavourings. Yes. And snails. Uh, malic acid. Yes. Who sounds like he's going to be in Mr. Robot season three. And a dog picture. That's a good looking dog. Registered trademark that is, you can't use it anywhere else. I think I've sniffed that too much now, I'm going to faint. George, want a whiff? Well, oh, George is going straight in. Yeah, they just, they it's not a lollipop, like it's, it's, lolly it's not George's brand. Come on, take one each. I'm the first one in. I like them, they're weird, but they're in a really good a way. One. You're going to oh, go on. You just, you just. I just don't like you. Oh! <laughs> You're the man who made me Ghostbusters Twinkies. This yeah. is revenge. You can look up in the faces. <laughs> we should have periscoped this. Guy's face right now is amazing. There's something soothing about it. No. You know, I yeah. think I think it needs to be a slightly cooler well, November morning. As it, as it says on the packet, for cold nights and mornings. Yeah. <laughs> God, why would anybody eat those? Dave, how was your first experience with a great herbal tablet yeah. going? It's alright. It's not a. It's not <laughs> bad. I'm going again. Sorry. Right. Keith, how many can you put in your mouth at once? <laughs> hey! <laughs> Damp the bowling alley. <laughs> I do love a herbal tablet. They are quite nice. It's like, um, there's a little bit hint of licorice yeah. to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
I think when I go on MasterChef, I'll um, do a lick, do a, a fisherman's friend. I'd love to see sweet. somebody show. I'd love for somebody to put these on a on a tray on MasterChef and serve them to Greg and John, and <laughs> <laughs> just see what they make out of these. Do you think they just feed this to these to this dog all the time? So the dog, the dog, every time it like farts, it smells of these. <laughs> it's a hundred. It's like, do you know what? He stinks. So you know, just give him a few of those. Well, it's a hundred year old dog, so it must be doing something. <laughs> And these sweets will last a thousand years. Yeah. Yeah. They will turn up in pockets, yeah. handbags, oh. backpacks. They will be across the entire length and breadth of the West Midlands. Yeah, if you drop one on the floor, you do not have to worry. You can no. still pick it up and it'll be perfectly fine. It's, it's mm-hmm. got, it, they're antiseptic as well. Got a wound, got a flesh wound. Give it a lick and rub it in, that'll be fine. Yeah. It is in one of the, um, is it the um, SAS? Yeah, they have a little pouch. Yeah, the SAS pocket contains hammer. contains a couple of these and some super glue. They're fixed. Yep. Yep. Right. I've also bought some more sweets. I mean, that's in a gold tin already, so you know it's travel sweets, and you know they're going to be naff. So they just remind me of my there's, parents. There's you cannot not have travel sweets. The, the barley, look, look at that beautiful gold foil. Barley sugar we, drops. They are incredible. We need to hear that noise when you open it. Snap, I bought yeah. these because Keith moaned about us going on a road trip without them, so I thought would. Okay. I did buy some pear drops and we made guy Handy eat little one. drum as well. Mate, you know nothing about drumming. <laughs> See if we can get the... Oh. <laughs> that wasn't an old... That was, that's <laughs> not an old section. Oh, God. I never understood why travel sweets were always covered in icing sugar either. Anybody what makes you think it's icing no. sugar? Because Does anybody have a logical explanation for this? Um, to make them even more amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to go with a bit of barley sugar, guy. I, I just don't think I'm going to like this. I'm still working on my purple, but yeah, go on. Give it a crunch. For God's <laughs> sake, Ryan, you literally bought us the blandest, most horrible sweet ever. What have you done? Sod this, I'm eating the rest of my Twix. <laughs> Guys, done. I don't mind a barley sugar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's one of the things I, I, I prefer the fruit ones, but I don't mind the barley ones. So this is why I get upset with Werther's original ad- Werther's original adverts because if Werther's originals were true to form, all grandparents have travel sweets in the car. They never have a bag of Werther's. Ah, uh, my yeah. grandparents had a bag of Werther's and no travel sweets. <sighs> Wrong. Mine too. Wrong on both accounts. It's always travel sweets. It's got to come in the gold tin. That's why you know you're gonna get some gold sweets in there. Ah, uh, see, my grandparents had Werther's, not bar- not not travel sweets. My dad had travel sweets, not not Werther's. So maybe it's a generational thing. Uh, could be. Maybe. Keith, you bought the car. Are you going to stock Werther's or travel sweets? Pear drops. Oh <laughs> yes. Get out. Pear <laughs> drops are the nastiest of all sweets. Get out. I've got a new feature. Off the cuff. Oh god. Keith won an ident. Off the cuff. George bought a new camera. Review it. Ident go. I bought a camera, it's really good. I take pictures and they make me feel good. <laughs> George, would you like to review your own camera that you've my, my own camera that I've owned for about two hours. Um, yeah, initial thoughts? Well, I've currently taken three photos with it in the studio. Was they one, was one nice. of, Was one of Phil Ellis? Did it was get, not. I took some arty no. close-ups of headphones and microphones. They look like Ellis get into the photo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to review them photo later, and Phil will just be there going, "Woo, it's something yeah. in the back." That's what's yeah. going to happen. Just sidles in. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, even if Philip Philip Ellis was not in the room, he will appear in one of your photos somehow. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a horror film theme around that. 
Really it's all like just going out, taking snaps, and then just to fill in. The Blair Ew. Selfie Project. Stephen <laughs> King presents Phil. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that pretty much what's in the new IT It, IT, it movie trailer? Not IT with Pierce Brosnan, the It movie. Where they got like the slide projector. And yeah, like, the clown cool. turns yeah. up in the middle of it. If you've not seen the It trailer, I'll probably just yeah. bolt it for you. Yeah. To, be, to be fair, I don't, I don't think you can do spoilers for trailers. Could you really? Can you? I don't know. I've got, I've got a working title for it, though. What? The Prosecco Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So, like the camera, George, what mm-hmm. led you to this camera? Uh, well, I've just bought a second-hand Sony A5000 because it was recommended to me by the wonderful uh, Ting, who runs the Ting thing, because it's what she uses. And I figured if Ting likes it, it must be good. How much paper did you spend on it? 260. What a lot of paper. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not for what, what she got. Yeah, for an A5000, no. A5, it's not a lot. That is cheap for that camera. <coughs> yeah. Camera. What are you going to use the camera for? What are you Taking gonna... photos, <laughs> mostly. Guys, mind trend. Use the camera to take photos? Whoa! I, I do own a more lovely audio. DSLR, <laughs> but it weighs a ton, so... <coughs> choking on the barley sugar. You're choking on the excitement. <laughs> But uh, as Dave and I are in America this summer, I didn't want to try and take a ginormous heavy camera, so I wanted something that would take lovely photographs and nice video while we're at Disneyland, and but still not be super heavy. You might That's be interested to know, guys. It will fit in my handbag. There it you comes go. with a special attachment that allows you to play vinyl records. Oh wow, <laughs> nice. Keith, can we get a closing ident on that? This is the end of that feature. So <laughs> now we're going on to something new. Your beard's getting very close to that chin chew chilu. There. Monchichi. Well, Monchichi. I am having to squeeze between Shut Shia LaBeouf and Mr. Tim's, <laughs> so you know it's a bit. Get, get, get close in. Let's just ra- let's make Keith make sing random songs about things, random things. Sultanas. You know, Keith, you know sing, singer. sing your 2000 AD review this week. <laughs> it's got pages with pictures on, and one of them has Judge Dredd, and he's a really good Joe. That sounds like Donovan. Then, and. <laughs> Oh, I've got a hole in my 2000 AD where my dog ate a piece of it and I'm going nowhere with the song. Sing, sing, sing a song about this empty Twix extra rapper. Twix! It's empty Twix! It's empty Twix! I ate the lot! <laughs> do you want to do a prop? <laughs> I have a when guys, playlist. When guys calm down, do you want to do a proper 2000 AD review for the week? <laughs> I ate the lot. <laughs> I'm only swallowed my barley sweet now. That's more um, Yeah, we're moving on into our um, more regular episodes. Uh, so we're basically we've. Uh, <laughs> Is that you're talking about your mental health? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got um, Judge Dredd going into a new multi-part episode. Uh, we've also got continuations of Brink and Scarlet Traces. Um, so yeah, so I think it's another point. If you, if you if you've just come into it, you probably need to get yeah. the previous weeks. Uh, prog as well just so you're mm-hmm. on board with all of the new stories yes. um, one of the things though if you <coughs> are interested in the 2000 AD IDW last week put out uh, the collection of um, TB Grover who is actually Alan Grant and uh, John Wagner mm-hmm. um, Cry of the Werewolf which was a Steve Dillon uh, series from the kind of the, the, the mid 80s so they've reprinted that in one and John McRae has done one of the deviations uh, issues for IDW where he takes a spin on that story as his personal tribute to Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, John and Steve are very good friends and it's a really nice uh, tribute to Steve who unfortunately we lost uh, last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, uh, 2000 AD related, but yeah, the normal progs are, uh, are pretty good. So, And I'm loving Scarlet Traces, which is a really great um, spin on the War of the Worlds story. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, and if you are a big 2080 fan and you're in London, I believe they've still got their 2080 exhibition on for a short the time. The 2080 exhibition, I think, goes on until the, about the 23rd of April. Yeah. But also coming up uh, quite soon in Liverpool is an exhibition of work by John Higgins, mm-hmm. uh, who did a lot of 2000 AD stuff. Um, yeah. to, um, he did obviously did Judge Dredd and a couple of other So he's got an exhibition um, coming up in Liverpool, but the, the Comic Museum exhibition for 2000 AD is still yeah. running for a couple more weeks. Yeah, that's on from 25th of January, yep, 23rd of April. So, uh, and it's just by Holborn Tube Station. So, if you are in London and you've got some time to kill, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it. an opportunity to see some of the original artwork. And you see the kind of process that the artist go d- did through it. You know, some of the lettering and the type is stuck on. You can quite clearly see that. In the age of digital art, mm-hmm. you kind of have to marvel at the, the work these artists did. You know, you can see the whiteout where they've done corrections and stuff. Yeah. So it's incredible to see these iconic images uh, in the flesh. So I'd get yeah. down there if you can. Right, that's pretty much it from us this week. I hope you've had fun. I hope you haven't been too shocked by Iron Man's squeaky, weird, <laughs> fleshy toys. <laughs> and Munchichi. I'm the Munchichi from which, hell, yes. Yes, which apparently your, your wife owned one of them, Ryan. Yes, she I know. She tweeted us to let us know, yeah. God, that disturbs me on Would so Would you like to take this one home for Vin? No. <laughs> Are you sure? Not, I, that needs dying with fire. <laughs> that, that, oh, no. Who thought that was cute? Who Viv, ever apparently. thought that was cute? Yes. Your wife. It's <laughs> not serious words. Maybe she I think maybe she because it was invented in the 70s, we were having a lot of trouble with a lot of stuff in the 70s. Yeah, so a lot of things were being ingested in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, just... <laughs> <laughs> i got to turn it around so you can see no, its face. No, keep no, it away no, from it's me. It's all right, George. You can just turn the head. I think that's why my laptop turn? switched itself off. I googled oh, Monchichi and it just creeped me out. Was there it the Monchichi? Was, was it the Monchichi no, that broke you. your laptop? Am I right? right. Yes. It needs to do it like that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now, if you want to watch a horror film, yeah. that's something full, that needs. Full on shining head turn. I'm coming to get you now, Ryan. I will have to hug many poles on the way to reach you. <laughs> it can only move by hugging on stuff. It's like the angels in Doctor Who. It can only yep. move when you're not looking at it. Guys, what do you think Phil Alice is doing right now? Drinking Prosecco. He's probably on his second bottle by now. <laughs> Just, yeah. just think he just walks in and just goes yeah usual and we just like wheel be, the cart out yeah, so to, be, to be fair we I do have a, a, a running theory that if you just open a random bottle of Prosecco doesn't matter where you are in the country Phil, Phil Ellis will appear yeah just slides along the like, door yes like a Prosecco so, genie yes it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah well I, I like to think of it as the Prosecco symbol yes yeah so I open the bottle and you just hear yeah similar distance swinging its head all the way around like the exorcist <laughs> Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? Rainbow Bright. Now, there was a child's doll that was full of misery for people. What's Rainbow Bright? It oh, was it's that first one with a plastic head, but it had like a soft body. There's, and there's, there's no actual body in there. Well, like a cabbage yeah. patch kid. That's I'm going to Google a picture of Rainbow Bright for you. George, you would have had a Rainbow Bright doll, probably. No, I didn't own any such thing. I had Can a Tiny you... Tears. Is that the baby that cried, or was that the one that wet itself? Both. What? Yeah. They oh, did both. Why, why would a doll wear itself? Like, why, you know. To make it more that's realistic. That's why the bus seats are wet, because people have those bloody dolls. <laughs> just walking around with tiny tears dolls. Oh, that's just messed up. Why just got a really long neck? Yeah, I remember but it was pretty scary looking. No, I, I'd never had any of those. I didn't, the side I didn't ponytail. Own a doll there was nothing more 80s than yeah, a side no. ponytail. See, so that's why I didn't own one if it was 80s. I wasn't born then. It looks like she would grow up to be a really needy girlfriend. She, oh, she was a. 
you used to have loads of scraps in the playground with um, strawberry shortcake. Yes. Ugh. What? Oh, do you remember that thing? What the hell is that thing? It's a concept only, apparently. No, dude, it's like a little star, little mutant thingy. What is that? Dude, you got to show, the, show that around the room. The, the little show thing. that to our listeners, guy. Yeah, show the listeners. What is that? That I is like some that. sort of, <laughs> as you say, star mutant. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's not a boggling, so I'm not interested. Yeah. Boglins were awesome. Your breath smells like a boglin at the moment. Because <laughs> they're Grey's Herbal yeah. <laughs> Get wind of Grey's Herbal oh, <laughs> It's the way I describe Ed Sheeran's music. <laughs> well, Ryan, I found you a living rainbow bright. Oh. <laughs> Moving on. Dave, Dave's just saved that to his phone. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. To be fair, it's Bailey from WWE. Who is at WrestleMania tomorrow night, if anybody's watching it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's still going on. Yeah, WrestleMania 33 tomorrow night. Um, kickoff time 7 p.m. So should be, should be a, should be quite a good show. Yeah. Cool. Now we know why I'm working this weekend. I haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen WrestleMania since the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior days. Uh, that was six, like six or seven. Yeah, the early days. It's a presence I haven't felt since. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was that a bit of Macho Man Keith Savage there? <laughs> it was Darth Vader, wasn't it? But, yeah, yeah. It went badly wrong. Uh, to be fair, mate, I used to used to love it as a kid, as uh, a lot yeah. of people did. I stopped watching it, and then found yeah. out one of my favourite guys from the Indies, AJ Styles, had come into the WWE, and oh, I was like, "Cool, yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm going to start watching this again." And I've actually been really enjoying it. I think I got bored of wrestling when they stopped dressing up in like luminous costumes. And oh, they still do. Around. Bloody one, Chichi. Gonna set fire to that thing at some point. <laughs> we like to have a ritual burning afterwards. Yeah, guy. Okay. Do you remember where your blog is this week? Guy uh, discovers music. wordpress.com. <laughs> guy Halford will die as of tomorrow. Uh, guy Halford, <laughs> Halford is running a half marathon. Isn't no, it? Guy Halford's walking, sauntering. Guy Halford's <laughs> dragging. Would you like to his... take the Monchichi as a mascot? No, I'm dragging my broken body along the half marathon and dying. I think. Oh, to, to be fair, it's guy. been nice knowing you. Yeah. I like hope you do a nice tribute show for me. Clips to be best dun, bits. Dun, 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 yes. Dun, dun. Cliff. Finding a non-angry ding, clip is going to be a struggle. Ding, 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 What's he singing? Ding, 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 ding. I'm quite enjoying this. I think he's trying to do charity. I think he's just like lost his mind again having a good old sing-along. It's, it's 25 degrees and 47% humidity in the studio. He's going to so fall over again in a minute. I was thinking we are just documenting Keith's I think I'm in the, I'm, slow I'm in the, I'm in the mental works. deterioration. I'm in the clockwork psychiatric hospital. Yeah. You're all figments of my imagination. Slow descent into madness. Yeah. Like guys slow descent into a chair. <laughs> yeah. So if you like do want to leave tributes for me, my Twitter is at guy underscore halford and at vinyl guy h. There probably won't be new pictures posted yes. as of tomorrow. <laughs> send, send in tribute in tribute to guy halford. Send us send us in your videos of you saying I need a wee. You can see Max. Um, you can see guy's girlfriend's dog instead to cheer you up. Oh yeah, Maxie Aww, the cockapoo yeah. on Instagram. There you go. Follow that dog, he's cute. Yes. You, you love him. He a looks bit. like you a teddy bear. Him, he, I do love him. He looks like a teddy bear. And I just want to help Aww. him. George, where can we find you? You can find me also tweeting about Prosecco, much like Phil Alice, uh, at Caramel Latte Kiss, pretty much wherever there are internets. Um, if you join me on Facebook, also Caramel Latte Kiss. I'm currently documenting the builds of new cosplayers at the moment. Now with shiny new pictures. Now with shiny new pictures of my new camera, yeah. And Phil Ellis in them. <laughs> yeah, probably. Keith, where can we find you? Losing his mind. From, from the looks of you, just to enter the studio, you would find me in a straitjacket in a wheelchair <laughs> uh, at the Clockwork Psychiatric Hospital. Um, 
other than that, I'm you can find him waiting for the 82 bus <laughs> most days. With Mr. Timms. Me and Mr. Timms are going to be buddies. Um, Is this yeah. like your new detective series? It's going to be like Randall and Hopkirk. <gasps> yeah. Keith and Mr. Timms deceased. Yeah. Keith and Mr. Timms. Bloomfield and Timms. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. I'm doing that. Pitching that to the BBC this afternoon. Um, oh, yeah. Where can we find you online? Uh, online, uh, hardlook underscore hotel on Twitter, without the underscore on Instagram. Yeah, just... Go and check out my groovy photos, which contain no buses, mostly. Or Phil. Mostly. That we've noticed. <laughs> but unlike some pies, there might be. It's not on the label, but it might turn off, so I can't be 100% sure. Dave, where can we find you? Um, Instagram, um, Aces and Armour. Same with Facebook. US uh, spelling. Yes, no, US you? spelling, not the, not the British spelling. Yes. Appealing to an international market. That's my, that's my logic. That's the plan. Yes. Has it I worked? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also at Twitter at the dwit three one eight seven. Let me escape from Guy. You can find me down a bowling alley shooting a porno, <laughs> or complaining about a small child's omelet. <laughs> weird freak. <laughs> Well, I've got live at Ryan Parish. You can find me at Bruby Gourmand, where I'm currently live tweeting MasterChef when the episode's going out. Custard ravioli. Custard ravioli. Just wrong on so many levels. Lloyd Grossman still do that? No. It's a green grocer and an angry Australian. Mm. Isn't that the one that goes, I like it to everything? <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's the only thing I know about. I don't watch a show, but I watched something with Morgana Robinson in and it was like a joke of him just going, I like it all the time. Is that what he does? Is that his thing? Yes, like pretty it. much. It's him and a boiled egg pretty much presenting it <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> a boiled egg with sharpened on glasses. That was quite, yeah, but tune in for that. And you'll find us all on Geeky Brummy at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and associated social medias. Why are you rubbing my memory pen on your arm? Because I'm taking it out of the laptop. You're giving it a bit of a heat up before yeah. you <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment. And don't forget that Philip Ellis was here as well. He's verified. He was off to make sure his verification is still intact whilst mm-hmm. drinking lots of Prosecco. Yes. If you made sense of today's show, please tweet in and tell us how, because we didn't. Yes. Yeah. There, was, there, was a, there was, like, today's show, was, like, there was a sneeze, there was it's a fall, there was a broken laptop, there was... Shot the booth. We're, we're pretty much doing Hancock's half hour, but on an hour on radio. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our high-quality podcast. If you like what we do, you can support us by visiting patreon.com forward slash Brum Radio.